Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute! I know you! Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited! Feel these nipples! That boy's good! Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome in again to the Mike Rutherford Show. It is Friday, January 20th again. Sounds familiar. We're coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you and how you can get your MBA and feel like you're being paid to do so in the process. We're on today from 3.18 till 6 o'clock here on 14.50 a.m., 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. I really thought that I'd stuck the opening when we did it the first time at 3. You did too, man. I did. I was feeling good. I was feeling lively. I've had a good day. And use that one on the podcast if you can somehow splice that and then like three minutes from now together. I don't know if that's humanly possible, <laughs> but it would be nice. Or just keep both of them on there, because who cares at this point? Uh, we did have some technical difficulties to start the show. Okay, I, Scooter Dingus is to blame. I, 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 it's not Trevor's fault. This is like the second or third time he's done this. The last time he did it, I believe he promised like with 99.9% certainty that it would never happen again. Oh, that's what I got to say when I texted him and said, is the pod down? He goes, I'm 99% sure it isn't. What he did, forgot to mention was it was up. He just muted it. Yeah, that's happened before. So here's the thing I got. The, the so far up to the up to now, we'll let it slide. Water under the bridge, right? The next time it's one win off as EMU bet. Ooh, that's juicy. <laughs> and each time after that, he loses a win. That's probably like five hundred dollars on the line right there. That's motivation. Am I am I right? That's definitely motivation. Because right now he's at four two. He's unless, have, they, unless they did they win last night? He's gonna have to agree to that. Um, I've got no idea. You said they played, didn't they? I can't remember. No, they they lost on Tuesday. They play this weekend. It's a winnable game. I think it's Bowling Green. So they are still, but regardless, they're they're up four two still. Yeah, they're up four two. And and you know that gap's gonna gonna close now that we have that usually a nightmare on our team. This was all pre Acorafor. Yeah, yeah. So it was all bo. It's all bo. It was all bo. So yeah, Scoots, if you're listening, you're in the car driving home because you're on your way in the car driving home because you had to go up to the studio and fix the problem. I'm putting the I'm putting the, the 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 parameters on the on the on the line here. I don't know if I said that right or not. It's fine. Okay, good enough. Close enough. Yeah. At least I got us on here. Every time from now on, you, you goof up on the pod, and I'm pulling back the curtain. Those who don't know, what we're talking about. Don't worry about it. That's what gets us on the air. You owe me one win. That's a big. It's a big deal. I mean, yeah, it's just part of his job. <laughs> it is. 
Uh, Scoots did text into the show. I like that he's not texting you. He's just texting into the text. <laughs> he says, hand up. I'll take the fall for the late start. It's not taking the fall. It's it's, it's your fault. <laughs> it's like, I guess that's... He then, I think the like if it was me and he's taking the blame, right? He then says, <laughs> that's great motivation. I should honestly lose one for today's blunder, but in my defense, I'm sick and my head is a little jacked up. Yeah, sick off that uh, grandpa's cough medicine. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Here's how, if I remember correctly, my short-term memory sucks these days. So this is, I believe, what I said like 20 minutes ago when we came on the other first time. <laughs> well, I must remember. Some variation of that. I don't expect you to. This is a new development for me, but we have collectively now the worst short-term memories on local radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, by far. Which is good for when you have a team that's 2-17, and 17, though. It has come in handy this year. It's very, yeah, it has. But then it's like realizing it all over again every single day. <laughs> so It's not funny. <laughs> Yesterday's show was three hours of just, it was a downer. There's no way around it. People were, whether or not yesterday was a breaking point for you, people were expressing their anger at a level that I have not seen so far this season with the U of L men's basketball program. It was cathartic a little bit, but for the most part, it was just kind of the same stuff. Over, people are pissed off. Yeah. And they're expressing it. And that's fine. That's you know, We want to be an outlet for you guys to voice your concerns. We reason to. And that happened yesterday. It was The pit game was bad. It's been a bad season. And people, a lot of them, I think, reached a, a boiling point on Tuesday, Wednesday night. Decent movie, by the way. Yeah. Today, there's no men's basketball game this weekend. No, there's not. The women have a big game against NC State on Sunday. We, we don't, like don't NC State. We, we don't like NC State. No. We don't need to really have yesterday's show again today. I, I want to try to avoid that at all costs. Okay. I thought we did well this week with Taboo Tuesday. I thought that was a lot of fun, getting off the beaten path, talking about some nonsense, having a good old classic Rutherford show time. I'd like to do that today. There, there are things to talk about. We're going to talk about Emmanuel Okorafor in more depth today. A little Freaky Friday? A little, maybe a little Freaky Friday. We're going to talk about the NFL playoffs coming up. We're going to talk about the women winning last night over Boston College in a grinded-out game. We're going to talk about their big game against NC State on Sunday. Jeff Waltz made some comments yesterday. We can talk about uh, a couple of the recruiting notes in both basketball and football that are out there today. Bronny James narrowed his list. There's all sorts of stuff happening. Mike Bray had his official press conference saying goodbye today. And we'll get into the nonsense as well. What I would like to avoid doing, and I recognize that I say this knowing that it's probably a futile effort to do it for a full two and a half hours. The 20 minutes off helped. The 20 minutes away was a large step towards accomplishing this goal. Oh, Scooch, you've been complimented on something. Thank you. He, he should get a win. We're going to give him a win now to this bet. No, we're not. Yeah, come on. We're not, we're not, we, don't enough, we don't have enough leeway to give away wins loosey-goosey like that. I would like to avoid Kenny Payne bickering today. Because I know it's happening everywhere. Defines I, I, bickering. I mean, just... People venting back and forth. I know you and I are on the same page with this, so it's not like you and I are arguing about this, but you will have some pushback from the text line, and then people will push back against the pushback, and then it's just the same. Everybody knows the situation right now. Everybody knows the team sucks, recruiting sucks, everything sucks. It does? It does. The mouthful Arby's there. Thank you for that. And that the counterpoint is just sort of wait and see. It was a cluster before he got here. You know the arguments. We don't need to rehash it on a Friday when there's no game to be had. We, we still got a month and a half to do this. So let's try our damnedest to have some fun. The weather's it's back to being a little cold. It's January. It's bleak. 
It's gross. We don't need to spend two and a half hours here on a Friday afternoon miserable. Let's try not to. Let's try to have some fun. Trevor's in his Eagles jersey, for God's sake, as promised. Who do I got on tonight? Did you know? You ask me every time you wear this. I always say Reggie White. It's never Reggie White. One of his man, his, uh, his, his, uh, his teammate ne- on the line next to him. And I never remember. Jerome Brown. Jerome Brown. Yeah. You're the, man who's unfor- the man who's unfortunate death uh, pretty much really put the tailspin of the Eagles 90s in. In, in motion. Thank you for picking the show up and being happy. Like I just, the perfect way to, to add on to the. <laughs> He's the guy that wore fatigues at the, at the Fiesta Bowl. Well, there you go. That's more happy. And then told, told, told him during the, the brunch. He, he was the, the initiator of the the bowl game brunch battles between teams. He's the one that got up and said, listen, did the Germans dine with the, the, the Americans before they burn, bomb Pearl Harbor? No. And we're not eating with Penn State. We're out of here. Well, shout out to Jerome Brown. We love you. We do. But let's try to keep it upbeat today. We're I'm going to be upbeat. We're going to try. You have a lot to be excited about. It's a bad time to bring up the loss of David Crosby. <laughs> I was I was very bummed about that last night. <laughs> they come in threes, don't they? Yes. I don't know if you consider Briscoe, the wrestling legend, a uh, part of that three, but you have Jeff Beck and Crosby alone, two of the greatest musicians of yeah. their generation. It's been a rough year already for losing musicians. It's, uh, what happens, unfortunately, as years come along, the, the people that we grew up loving are getting older. That happens. That's how it works. Yeah. We also have to talk about, let's just say this right off the, the jump, since we're getting all the negative stuff out of the way early. Yeah, let's get it all out. I don't know if you saw this. Somebody tagged both of us in this post, but my guy. I saw this. Orange Cassidy. Your man. My Him and Gangrel, they're my two guys in wrestling since we started talking about it. <laughs> He's going to KS Bar next week. Different opposite. I don't care. He's going to KS Bar next week. Well, now you probably don't remember this. That would, it's the Lexington show. Again, the short term thing. The Lexington show is, and You're also going. I am. I'll be there. You going? You want to go with me? You know KS Bar. I, I've, I've never been to KS Bar. Let's go to Bar Chronicle. It's the new one. <laughs> right next door. That's a good name for a bar. Everything's three cents cheaper. <laughs> Same menu. Why three cents? Let's get a nickel. Three cents cheaper. Three cents cheaper. Every item. <laughs> but the um, one of the best friends who he's with that group, not uh, not Trent, but uh, Chuck uh, Murray is from uh, from Murray, Kentucky. The one guy next to him, he's the one that calls himself the Kentucky gentleman. I've told you this before. You don't remember that. I, I don't care. Like I, he, the, I'm just saying. There's he's a there's, going. To, the, the fact of the matter is, Orange Cassidy's going to K Sport. Orange Cassidy, who I know nothing about, but adopted as my guy. He is. You have a T-shirt. He's of his. going to the enemy. He's going to Matt Jones's bar. Well, we we need to get him at Big X Studios. Do you, do you want me to try to work something? Yes, like I'd love to. <laughs> You're I'm, the one with friends with Al Snow. Get him in studio. You're the one's buddies with Al Snow. Why don't you make a call? You're friends with Al Snow, too. No, I'm not the one to get to hang out with him on New Year's Eve. I saw that. It's you not were, my, D- by way, that's not my DVR. Can you actually send that to me somehow? Because yeah. I've got friends who really want to watch it. I can't find it anywhere. I DVR'd it. I, I made sure. I to, meant to and I forgot. I know I did. And it's, it's I saved it on. I, I deleted the uh, the rest of the uh, the New Year's Eve show, which was, was fun. But uh, I, did, I did keep that recording on there. I need to find that somehow because I... I I really just want to see the very beginning because I had no, no idea, you, you so I had no idea how to start it. They were like, no my directions once again were just go in there and talk about Al. Best part was was they did like the countdown to mid like some of the wrestlers and managers and, and personalities were in this like the little the room. I know if you've seen ever watching anything on the channel, you know the room I'm talking about. We did so many shows from there, but 
They're all kind of like, three, two, one, million, yeah. I go nuts, and it just goes right to you. Oh, my God. It's just like, there's no, like, transitions. Like, now here's Al Snow with Mike Rutherford. I've, I've got to see this. It just goes, because they're like, they're cheering, they're doing poppers, and it just goes, hi, I'm Mike Rutherford. I, I'm literally like, welcome, everybody. Well, Mike hey, welcome, to, welcome to the new year. I'm like, happy 2023. You were recording this, like, in, I think, late November. It was. And I've got. Were they recording the other stuff in there while you were doing? No, that? it was just like I went in there because you you were on the email, and I asked the yeah. people. I was like, I was like, probably should have asked this earlier, but what's the purpose of what are we interviewing them on? It like, was a random email we received one day. Well, I got the phone call about it. And oh, she was like, oh, you get called. I get emails. Well, okay. then I asked you if you would be interested, and you were like, "Yeah," and then that was when the email came. Okay. So they were they pitched us like, would you be interested in interviewing Al Snow for the for part of our New Year's Eve coverage? I'm like, sure. He apparently had a good time on the radio with us, so yeah, we were joined him in here. Chosen, yeah, it was fun. And I asked like the Friday before the Monday interview. I'm like, so what, what are we promoting here? What, what is there some sort of, you know, what are we supposed to be centered on? And they're like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it when you come in on Monday. I'm like, well, this is okay. So I go in there on Monday, and they're like, just talk about Al. I was like, okay. I mean, I, I, the good thing is Al was well, long-winded, so that made it a little oh, bit yeah. easier. I like how they wanted us both, there, but there was really no reason for me to be there. Like, I, we had some time confusion, so I got there. Le- I was the originally. I, I came at the original time, and I didn't realize you had moved the time. Yada yada. But when I watched you the interview, your email. That's, if you just want to clarify, I wasn't tagged on that. You were. No, I wasn't. You were. <laughs> we'll have to agree to disagree because I'm right. And I get, but I watched the interview. I'm up right now. I, I watched the interview, and I would have just been standing behind you, like. Like Diesel, the bodyguard to Shawn Michaels or something. Like there'd been no reason for me to even be there. They did not have a place set up for you to. They did have been. Yeah, I'm like I'm watching this interview. I'm like, what would I have been doing? Was I supposed to like come in in the middle of it and attack Al like and do like a swerve or something? <laughs> like <it> just <laughs> and, like start a big X view with OVW. I mean, what 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 was going to be my job here? I was really banking on Al being very long winded, which eventually he he did answer a lot of the questions and kind of just took over. But the, the first two answers that he gave were very quick, and I was just so rattled. I mean, keep in mind, like, I had nothing prepared because I didn't know. I, I assumed that there was some sort of angle. You didn't know anything about it. Really. I mean, I you, can, you, know, you know the head gimmick. And, yeah, yeah. I, I knew enough to, to do a 30-minute interview. But when he came in here for the radio interview, they were promoting OVW's, like, 1,000th show. Yep, yep. Like, that was the title. Like, they gave me some talking points. Like, that was was easy to do this was quite literally talk about al and i was like okay so i really want to see that because my friends who are they're like they think it's the funniest thing ever my friends who are big into wrestling they're like i'm dying to see this i'm like i can't find Rod, it anywhere i don't know how i can send it off my dvr yeah, i, don't, I, don't I guess i can record it on my phone and send it to you but put it on the ovw website guys yeah <laughs> but it's on it's on it's, it's, you know you, you and all your friends just come up we'll have a party at, at the kelsey manor there you go well the viewing party for the the, the, the the house snow interview the one who really wants to see it lives out of town but we can we can we can try to. The one that lives out. in Dallas and works for AT and T. No, not that one. He does not care about wrestling at all. How does he live in Dallas and not care about wrestling? Dallas is a hotbed for wrestling. Well, he's moving to Michigan. I guess that's why. Oh well, yeah, they don't like Michigan. That might be why. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's tax line. A drastic jump, by the way. Do we? Have, well, not really. Dallas. We're in Michigan, Detroit. Southern, kind of close to Michigan. His his wife's family lives up there. They're uh, kind of splitting the difference between. I mean, but who, who, who nobody cares. We don't, we don't need to get into this. It's a weather change, man. Do we need to take a, a break now? Like, how, no, how, we don't have to. We've been on the air for 14 minutes. And okay, I was going to say, do we, can we just take it to four? Yeah, yeah. We'll just consider the okay. br- we, we We played our, our, our top, our, our break. We got our breaks played. It was such a good start to the show. It was. Just, and I, was I, feeling I don't great. think it's going too bad now. I, I don't think it's going great. That's 
We got we got to get you pep pepped up. I know I'm I'm a little bit upset. Wait, I knew that you, when you were being quiet when I mentioned your jersey during the original <laughs> intro that something was <laughs> that up. Was and then <laughs> I get the, I see the text from Troy that's like I'm not hearing anything. And then I check the text line and it's a million people saying the stream's down. And then it's you being like we're not on the air. <laughs> I feel so bad when I have to tell you that too. I feel bad hearing. Like, it's like when I, you guys tell the kids that you have to put the pet down. It's like it's like it's so sad. Well, it's not that bad. You get you both. Yeah, I just you, get frustrated. No, you get those sad eyes, and it's like I don't want to tell them. Give them the sad eyes. Well, yeah, you get yourself like, all hyped up to do the show. You get into it, and then it's like we're not on the air, and then it's like oh, people are probably pissed off, and they turn the channel. So yeah, I, like I, don't, the, I like, don't like hearing that we're not on the air until three twenty. Like the cat with Antonio Banderas' voice looks at you. All right, let's talk about uh, Emmanuel Corfor. So we kind of we were flying by the seat of our pants yesterday when this news broke because we were adjusting to it on air. UofL gets a new basketball player. Yep. We made our the requisite jokes about how this is going to change everything, not really having a chance to dive into his background. And oh, well, Kenny Payne, he's making people work right now. Like <laughs> the, the, the the play I, I thought this you was going to be when we got Kenny Payne, I thought we were going to it was going to be a very easy we followed this kid's recruitment for a long time. He's a five star, four star, a lot of information about him. Not going to be hard. Instead, and, and hopefully this is just a, a now problem, a lot of kids that don't have a whole lot of information about them out there are getting scholarships or now coming to play on this team. But Emmanuel Okorafor, after there was an ESPN story by Leonard Solms today that provided some background, there's a few more highlight videos out there that, that I was able to watch last night and a little bit this morning. You can see a little bit more about why he's coming here. And it is, I don't know how well it's going to work out from on an on-court basis, it's it's a large guess for sure. It's a hell of a story, and it makes me excited. It makes me very amped to root for him because he's, I think, an easy guy to root for. First of all, he says the re, you know people would say Louisville middle of the season two and seventeen. Why would you want to join the team immediately? Why would you want to go to Louisville? Period. He says someone as someone from Nigeria, Jordan Wara was a huge, huge motivational factor for him. His exact quote is, Jordan War is a Nigerian. So he left a big legacy there in Louisville, and him being a Nigerian made me realize that I can do great things at Louisville. He influenced me and inspires me to do good also. Now, the the, the more interesting part of his story to me, because that's it's awesome. I, it's very cool to see Jordan War, who had a different background, obviously he has Nigerian ties, but spent the large bulk of his, his life in, in America. He was going to high school in Buffalo when he was being recruited by by, uh, by by Rick Pitino. His background is very different than Okorafor's, who traveled hours just to kickstart his basketball career. He was, I guess, recruited by, in 2019, this educational basketball program that's run by a couple of brothers. They see his size, they see his athleticism, they're like, you should get involved in this. We, we got this new program going. It's helping kids get better opportunities. You can really help your family. He decides to do it. It takes him up to three hours to travel to this Victoria Island where the basketball camp is being held. He, he has to start it by motorbike. Then he has to go by bus. And then he has to complete the journey on foot. And he says... That's how I picture Kenny even finding these recruits. It's, it, it's an unreal story. I mean, imagine going three hours both ways just to, to partake in something that you're not sure is, is genuinely going to lead to something great for you. His quote is, from my house to where we train was up to three hours. We practiced, I think, four times in a week. Because of how far it was, I would leave my home at six o'clock in the morning. I had to take m- multiple buses to get there, up to three buses. 
He's balancing this with with school at the time. Thankfully, he shows so much promise at this uh, at this educational basketball program that he winds up getting into the NBA Academy in Senegal, which is a more structured environment that can streamline stuff. You don't have to, to travel everywhere. School is done on the campus. Like all the, it's a very good thing. But I mean, he still has to travel two hours and thirty minutes away to get to where the the, the educational basketball place is. And they're talking, he was coming from Festac, two hours and 30 minutes away on days when there was not really traffic. On days there was traffic, he was coming from three hours away. We would typically finish workouts at 5.30 or 6 p.m., so he wouldn't get home until 6 p.m. And it's just, it's a crazy story. He talks about how, you know, someone's like, what are you going to bring to the table for Louisville? And I love, the first thing that he says is, I'm going to play hard. I always play hard, always give my best to help the team. Playing in the ACC, playing at Louisville right now should not be a problem with me right now because I fitted in a I fit in a professional league, the BAL. That was my first time playing in the BAL. I know I play hard. I know what I can bring to the team. Definitely, I can bring the energy to Louisville. I'm going to motivate guys to believe that we can do it, to play hard, to give 100% effort for us to win games. It sounds like a little thing. It sounds like speed. This team needs somebody who's just going to say, hey, it doesn't matter what the situation is, I'm going to play my ass off. And I remember the, the first time I ever had a face-to-face conversation with Rick Pitino. He was talking, it was right after, I guess this was going into the the, the championship season. And Gorgie was there, they were recruiting Mango Mathiang, they were recruiting other players, and he was just saying straight up, I, like, I've fallen in love with recruiting foreign players just because of the work ethic that they have. Nothing's been given to them, they come here humble, they come here hungry, they work so hard, they're not in a rush, like, they just, he's like, it, it feels like coaching players from 20 years ago in, in a way. And I think that right now, maybe this is Kenny Payne's mindset. If, in fact, it is an issue with the players and an inability to buy into culture, an inability to motivate themselves, an inability to just do the little things that you need to do to get Louisville basketball back, Kenny Payne's like, okay, I'm going to bring in here someone who has been through way more than you guys have been through just to get to this point, who's not going to ever take a second off because they, you know, they're playing for their, their families, they're playing for a better life, they're playing for all this stuff. And they're going to show you what it really is to work. And I hope he comes in here and has that type of impact. Do I expect him to come in here and you know, turn the season around? And you know, we made the jokes yesterday about going 12-0 and in the ACC. Of course not. But I do think it can be something that bolsters this team and something that bolsters the, the program. Watching a little bit of his tape, the keys, they don't show a whole lot of jump shots, which is always, <laughs> when you're a big guy, that's always, you're know, like, why, why are you leaving out the jump shots? I mean, he looks very raw. Very I raw. Mean, I mean, but the... The one thing I'll say, and, and then you can yeah. give your thoughts. For a 6'9 guy, super athletic. Yeah. There are some finishes that he has on lobs, some finishes that he has when he's driving down the lane that I looked at and I was like, our big guys can't do that. Like, that's the one thing. I, he's he's certainly raw when it comes to just basketball skills. There's not a whole lot of him defensively that you see. The jump shot, because they show it so little, I'm assuming needs a lot of work. But 6'9", athletic, high motor, you can find playing time for a guy like that right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you one name, Montrez Harrell, who was very raw when he got here, and but then by his third year was a developed player. I mean, he came here just as a motor guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you watch him, I mean, you can say he was he's better than this guy. He maybe was, but you watch Montrez Freshman, he was a raw talent and, and just an athletic raw talent. Had the athletic ability, but not the basketball skills. And that's something that, uh, you know, Patino learned to do with, with, with Dang and, and Matthew and and you said with that work ethic, I hope so. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know how much uh, 
if he's gonna if he's gonna have the hustle and the oomph and the go go, go out and get it, I'll, like right now at this point, I will take that over just the not as good of a basketball player as player A or B that's already playing. Same. And I mean, I think I've proven that by saying I want to see Trainer out there. Trainer's lacks probably made the skill set of a BHH, but he's got the heart. He's got the gump. He's got the, he's gonna go. He may not be the smartest kid out there, but he's gonna run through a wall for you. And that's kind of, I mean, I think that's what, obviously, Kenny's asking for now a little more. I mean, because that's, that's what you have to have to make up the difference in the lack of talent that you have when your opponent has more. And, you know, you can only get so much improvement out of the talent base and the skill level of this team in the time that we've had. And I think he's done okay with some players, particularly one at least. And you've got to make up for it some other way, and you got to do that with energy and, 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 and just diving on the floor and, that's what he's kind of been begging for to help we make up that gap. I think over the last couple of weeks, and just not getting the level that we need to to match the the difference in talent level. Now, somebody asked me this. I don't know if we ever will, and I don't think we we will at this point in the season. But you know, now somebody asked me this, and, and I, I want to hear you. <laughs> you always stop, and then I start talking, and then you Sorry. just go into something else. I I love it though. I, I enjoy it. Do it. <laughs> do it again right now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm out of words now. I want to. Well, you put me on the spot. There you go. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfectly timed. I want. I do want to get your thoughts on this because somebody asked me and I didn't have. I thought the answer was simple, and then they kind of countered, and I was like, it, "It's a little bit more complex than that." Ooh, I like complex. What happens if this guy comes in, and he's like you said, he looks very raw on tape. He's, very raw. He's yeah. not. I think he, the other school that was pursuing him was Oral Roberts, so he wasn't. He didn't have power conference teams beating down his door. Like when you watch the clips, did you see him do like really any basketball moves? It was mostly just being an athlete. There were a couple in, in the other. The one that we both watched yeah. yesterday, no, but in a couple of the other ones, every now and then, yeah. But I think the level of competition. I know it's a pro league, but it was well, a yeah, lot. Of, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I don't think it was that high. Somebody was like, what happens if this guy comes in here and he's just better than all of our big guys right out of the gate? That's a and bad thing. My initial thought was like, well, of course, like that's good. But like <laughs> he was asking, what does that say about Kenny Payne? That we can't – basically the implication was Payne hasn't developed these talented big guys. We saw Sidney Curry last year down the stretch, what he's capable of doing. BHH, five-star recruit. Um, Roosevelt Wheeler was a big time recruit coming out of high school that a lot of people thought that has shown flashes sometimes. Like, and then to take this guy who's very raw and just have him come in and be more productive than those guys, would it reflect poorly on the head coach? And at first I was like, yeah, probably. And then I thought more about it. I'm like, or it kind of belabors his point of the guys just aren't getting it. It's not so much a talent issue as it is the players just not wanting to put in the work, not wanting to put in the effort. If they just had the same motor as this kid, they would be getting far more results. Like, I don't know exactly. The bigger question would then become this the follow up question would be what if he's really good down the stretch this season and then just like sucks next year after a full offseason with Penn? Then you'll have an answer there. But I don't know. I mean, I think people would have mixed reactions, but I think the positive would far outweigh the negative for obvious reasons. One, it's, it's Kenny Payne recruiting a kid who's looking pretty damn good right out of the gate. And two, it's an influx of talent at a time when you've never needed an influx of talent more than you do. Yeah, I'm just going to take talent. I, I, I will say this. I mean, the thing is, if he comes in and, and is better than, than, you know, said big men we have, and we'll just say Curry and, and Hunley Hatfield, prime examples right now, the thing is that, like, in terms of being consistently impactful, that's not a really bar, high bar to set. 
I mean, he could still come in and be average and still be better consistently. And those two, unfortunately, have been throughout most of the season or all the season. And you know, I like both of them as a skill player. They just, they just, it's all mental for both of them, I think. And hopefully, that, yeah, he'll come in and, and, I mean, we can have him and trainer running up and, and hustling and diving. And it's all we want to see. Yeah. I, I, would, it, would it bother me if he came in? I mean, I, I don't think so. No. I mean, I think that. I mean, obviously, he's having a trouble motivating particular two players. And, yes, motivation is a big part of being a head coach, You know, a huge part of being a head coach in any sport, particularly in college basketball. But I think it's, you know, it's, it's maybe it's just, maybe maybe it's not just him. Maybe it's a little bit to do with, with the kids as well. Yeah, for Hopefully. sure. Because it sure. seems to, James seems to have motivation. Trainer seems to have it. Ellis seems to have it. Ironically, he's supposed to be the big man whisperer, and I'm talking about wing players that have improved. Yeah, I, I think that that's you're not the first to pick up on that, which is <laughs> is why I think people have people are very interested to see how this Okora Four kid plays. Also, there are all sorts of reports out there yesterday about. First of all, we, I guess we're not going to get the naming rights today, apparently, which was the the report out there. Shocking. I mean, I would have put I would have put twenty bucks on it. That wasn't going to be announced. You were today. you you were very I mean, pessimistic. Because seriously, I mean, talk about the the boy who cried wolf on this one. The other thing that we were supposed to get, you know, there was a, and this, I guess, is still coming, according to the people, the insiders, another guy that we're going to get. Like, this other guy that people on the message boards are saying reminds them of Bam Adebayo. It's like, I, I hope so. Didn't like, I hear that about uh, uh, a gay hound? Aiden? Aiden, yeah. Well, he's, he's got the Bam, you know, he's, he's, he's built like a brick house. He's built like Bam Adebayo. Ironically, I, the, the comparison that I heard the most was Trez. The one that you just made for a core of four was what people said about a game. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he, was he was too thick to be Trez. I mean, Trez was a beast. Bam was one that surprised me. Cause Bam, I mean, I, I didn't think Bam would have developed as, as quickly as he did in the NBA level. Yeah, he's, he's been very good. I mean, he's, I thought he'd be like a Brian Grant in the NBA. I never really thought he'd develop as... So we'll, we'll wait and see about right this other guy that, that seems to be out there and, and find out if that's going to be a this year thing or a next year thing. We'll see how Corefor goes. But no it, matter who it is, we won't find them on the internet. Yeah, we apparently not. <laughs> we, just on the effort level thing and, and that needing to be something that's injected into this team. I thought last night the UL women's basketball team they have a, a little bit of a tough one against a Boston College team that I think going into the season you would have expected them to have an easier time with. But BC gets in their head a little bit. There's some technicals. Yeah, there's some some talking between some players and Haley Van Lith, and UVL winds up scrapping and clawing and getting a 73 to 65 win uh, over BC last night, which was was much needed. It's a win. You can't lose that game. BC's you know they're not terrible, but they were three and four in the conference going into last night. And after the game, Wall says this. He talks about just the effort that they play with. He says the year that we went 14 and 18, we still had people come out and watch the team play because we played hard. I'm telling you right now, if you lay it on the floor every single night and play hard, these fans are going to come out and support you. If you don't, they won't. Now, a, a lot of people immediately took that, and this is a just a, I think, a, a testament to where we are right now, as a shot across the bow at Kenny Payne. People were like, oh, he's calling out Kenny. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think I mean, he was just yeah. saying, that's been my message to the, the, this team that because the atmosphere last night was great, it, it's always great at these at the women's games. The lower bowls fill, the fans are into it, and I do think a large part of the reason why is because the team always does play so damn hard, and that's all he was trying to say. They're also winning. Yeah, but again, like they've been down this year, and the question was about. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's a preseason top ten team that's out of the top twenty five, and the question was about you know, what does it mean to you that you know you're having a little bit of a tough season compared to your standards, and 
the Yum Center is still as raucous as it was in this game. And that was his answer. And that's all he's trying to say is that if you play hard, the fans are going to support you. It was not any sort of shot at Kenny Payne or the men's basketball team. But the fact that so many people took it as such is just fully indicative of where we are right now and how sensitive I think some people are. Like everything is a perceived slight to Kenny Payne and the men's basketball program. But Wallace is right. You know, if you play all we want from this men's basketball team, would we love to have more wins? Of course. Well, if you play hard, you would think wins would come hand in hand. It would, and they would. But the way in which we've gotten to two and 17 is more of an issue to me than just the record itself. If this team was playing, you know, just their asses off every single game and they were 0 and 19, that would be one thing. It'd be concerning, but they'd be easier to support. The effort level, I do think, has gotten better as the season has gone on. But like you said, if they just played with the same effort that they played with again, like in the, the for most of the Clemson game, they've got five more wins probably right now, and it's bad, but it's not historically bad. And that's all that most fans wanted to see this year from Kenny Payne's first team. We didn't don't rewrite history. Don't say that everybody expected him to come in here and win a Final Four, or go to a Final Four right off the bat. We expected to play harder than we played last year. And we expect it to be about as good as we were last year when it comes to wins and losses. But the first hurdle to clear should have been the easiest. Taking the broken souls or whatever you know, is now the narrative out there. Souls. Making everybody play hard. Installing your culture by letting them know if they're not going to give maximum effort, they're not going to play. That's what we all expected to see. And while it's gotten better as the season has gone on, it still hasn't looked the way that we wanted it to from that standpoint. I mean, this team is... I mean, I, I think, I mean, they've shown... Like, the North Carolina game had a decent crowd, right? I mean... Yeah. The, I mean, the days matter, too. But, I mean, with Walls, yeah, I understand. No, I don't think it was a shot at Kenny. And, and I get what he's saying. Like, But, like, even though they're maybe underachieving by compared the women's team to by comparison to their, their preseason standards, they're still winning. And people are going to... We're gonna, People are going to show up more when you're winning, and yes, if this team was at least playing harder and still two and seventeen, maybe there'd be a little bit of an increase in the attendance in there, but not a big, not a, I don't think a huge bump. Right, but his point was we went fourteen and eighteen one year, and the crowds were just like this, and he's like, that's because we played so hard. Like that's that's his whole point, and I, I think it's totally spot on. Louisville fans just want we want wins, of course. He did clean up the uh, the fighting in the locker room, though. As far as we know. <laughs> No players' dads have been messaging me since uh, the beginning of the season since I got the one. Uh, we got a one positive, right? You wanted positivity, right? That is, that's that's absolutely a positive. No, I, no one's beating each other up for a Chick Fil A sandwich. Right I now. joke. I I keep bringing that up as the ultimate positive. The dysfunction that was present last year has not been present this year, and that's a good long term sign if you're trying to look for one. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be all positive. I've got two hours and nine minutes left. I'm gonna be ultimate positive. About Anytime you try to be negative about anything, I'm gonna turn it into a positive. That's all I want. Watch it. You, I don't try me. Give me something negative. We're two and seventeen in men's basketball. Ah, but there's so much room for improvement to move up. I see this team really making drastic, drastic strides forward next season in the win total. Why? Because you can't win less than two games hardly. <laughs> That's you did a terrible job right there. Awful. I was a hard one, man. You do a, awful. You do that. You, you came at me like I'm Tom Suck in Japan. You do that. That was a slider right at me. I asked you why are we going to be better next year. Because we're going to be, because we are. Uh, <laughs> You're failing miserably. <laughs> it's algebra all over again. <laughs> it's a letter, not a number, damn it. I don't know what class I'm in. I'm telling you, that was me too. When they started putting Just letters English in there, English or math, come on. You're confused. Am I going to go to English? They're going to give me a four? Oh, man. 
Uh, did you watch? We only have a couple minutes here. We'll get to the text line in the second hour. Uh, did you watch any college basketball last night, or were you fully fixated on? There was no wrestling last night, right? No, no wrestling last night. Uh, no, I watched the IU in Illinois. I watched a lot of that too. Because- I watched it because I. Uh, well, you know, I'm a big fan of Trace Jackson Davis. I mean, we had Trace Jackson Davis on this team, and I'm not. Can I'm, we talk about what the, the Illinois student section did? I'm not sold on, on Woodson still either. But. So the Indiana student section yesterday, they do the thing where it's like. Do you think Indiana? It was in Illinois. Illinois, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. The, 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 uh, it's confusing because they both called Assembly Hall. The real Assembly Hall <laughs> real is in Indiana. <laughs> but the Illinois fan, the Orange Crush. The, the Orange Crush used to have a reputation for being ruthless. Like they were the, I'm, Yeah, I know. They were the meanest student section. They traveled to away games and got rowdy. They would. It was actually a really cool thing. They would do this thing where they would dress up like the fans of the 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 home team that they were visiting and then when the starting lineups came on they would like rip off their stuff and show their orange shirts and like start like always got a very underrated basketball tradition they do for sure yeah that's not great but it's it's in the middle area but they do the thing where they send out the the notes on the opposing team to the members of the student section beforehand yeah you say nice then you look at it and like i'm expecting this to be it was very cameron crazy yes it was the lamest attempt at being mean that i've ever seen in my life like they've got the player notes and their notes for trace jackson davis were has progressively gotten worse each of the last three years well that's just false and it got out there it, it did it, it was and it got out there it was all over the place yesterday and you know we saw it and oh boy i thought he was gonna break oh, our, our record for, for, for perfect perfect game shooting at one point did he make the orange crush and the entire illinois uh Fan base, yeah, feel very silly last night because he absolutely. I think the word crunchy is what you're looking for. He abused everybody that they threw at him. Thirty five points, nine rebounds. He did whatever he wanted to. Oh yeah, down. Like they, I know that the not the Hawkins kid, but their other big man that they kept throwing in there is apparently a little bit dinged up. Did the long name? I forget. Yeah, yeah but the, he was the heavier set dude. Absolutely no match for him. No, no. At one point, uh, TJD just spun off him into nothing and crammed. It was like. A, a beautiful poster. You're going to be, you know, you said one, there was like six of those. It was unreal. And even when they double teamed him, he spun to the, I mean, listen, I, 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 I may, maybe I gush on him a little bit because I was a fan of his dad, but I mean, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Woodson. If you put, you put him on, on Louisville right now and we, I mean, he's better than all three of our best players combined. I, like, I wanted to see Indiana win that game the way that they did just because I've forgotten how much it annoyed me when it actually happened live, but Chester Frazier, remember him from Illinois back in the day? Vaguely. He was like their enforcer guy, but he posted the video. I think now he's a, he's a staffer. He's on the Illinois staff. He posted the video of the famous pregame bump of Eric Gordon. Remember the whole Eric Gordon? Like, just this is what kind of really got ramped up the Illinois-Indiana rivalry. No, I, mean, I remember Eric Gordon, but I didn't remember there being a problem with Illinois. He was committed to Illinois. For a long time. Was he? Okay. Flipped at the last second to Indiana. All sorts of rumors about you know, Indiana dropping the bag and all that stuff. Well, that was the whole Kelvin Sampson yeah. telephone thing, yeah. So he, well, he, I don't think he wasn't a part of that. Well, but I mean, yeah, Kelvin Sampson recruited him. So that, he yeah. is like Illinois public enemy number one that entire offseason. They've been hyping up this game forever. And they would do the thing before games where when you get announced, you go out, you meet the opposing player and give him like a little bro hug. Mm. And Eric Gordon's there. He, he's announced first. He's waiting at midcourt. Frazier grabs his arm and like just shoves him like like gives him a big thump and he and it's just it's such a d-bag move because you know you're just trying to get everybody riled up and there's nothing he's not gonna fight you at midcourt but it, it's just, i don't know gordon might have <laughs> it's, gordon just kind of like looks at him and is like gordon's pissed off at this point but he just kind of is like he's a, you know he's a mild-mannered guy he's low-key and just kind of like walks off and is like whatever man 
And Frazier is like hyping up the crowd. Crowd's going nuts. And he posts this video getting them ready for this game this week as if it's some sort of badass move. Completely overlooking the fact that Gordon scored 19 and Indiana won the game on their home floor. And he had like a broken hand at the time. He's got a cast on his left hand. I was like, dude, you can't, you don't get to, to hype up your glory days chest bump when it ended up in him lighting you up and losing. Frazier, I think, had 11 points. Gordon had 19. Like, didn't work out much better last night either for him. It was like when uh, who's it, Patrick Tolles posted the video of him like apparently staring over Gerard Holloman before he played at BC. I'm like, you threw four interceptions at that game and lost by 40. And also, if you watch the whole video, like you fall down two seconds later, like it just it struck me as just total fake. Juice. Who's the Miami player that did the infamous picture of Bacoye teabagging on, on the sack? Oh, I don't remember his name. You remember what I'm talking about? But yeah, yeah. The picture, yeah. You know the picture. I think if you're a Louisville fan and you had that picture on your Facebook feed at some oh, point. Oh yeah, because everybody. His school. name is T something on the jersey, and people changed it to T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't help. He's the way he's hovering above him, but. It's a great picture. No, the yeah, uh, yeah, that was just just watching that. Yeah, I mean, I was watching that game because it wasn't even an exciting game. I mean, those people listening be like, "Oh, it must have been down the way." No, I mean, Illinois was getting dominated in the first half. They cut to ten right before halftime, and then it pretty much stayed around fifteen to twenty the whole game. It was like watching a Louisville game, to be honest with you, it was, to a degree. It was, and but I was, but it was worth watching just because Trace Jackson Davis was just, I mean, a one man show. Just it's one of those fun. <laughs> I don't get the same excitement watching somebody do a one-man show in the NBA like I do in college. Like, it's just in college, it's just, I don't know why. It just, it just has a different, it, it's a different oomph to me. And I think it's more exciting to watch. It's more fun to watch. And to watch him dissect them from the top of the key, whether he was dunking on them, little baby hook, or kicking it out for a three, was just fun to watch. I watched that, and then I watched a, a decent amount of the end of, I, I told you, Gonzaga, I've been a defender yeah, I for that. years. I watched, no, I They're watch, not good. I did watch the first half of the UCLA game, though. I'm going to get there. Gonzaga's not, I told you, bet San Francisco a few weeks ago. I told you, mm-hmm. bet BYU when they played last week. They're just, they're not, they're they're fine, but they're not a legitimate national title contender the way that they've been in recent years. They did they see BYU, their 75, yeah, by one. I know. They see their 75-game home winning streak come to an end last night. Oh, Cam know. Shelton banked in a go-ahead runner with like 13 seconds left. Loyal Marymont, who's steadily improved in recent years. They get the big win. And then right after that, because it was staggered tip times, Flip over to FS1. It was a close game between UCLA and Arizona State. Sun Devils fall apart late. Mick Cronin gets it done on the road. 17-2 with a 12-point win over a 15-4 and Arizona State team. What do you have to say for yourself? Mick Cronin's getting by by the skin of his teeth. By 12 points. <laughs> I actually missed the – I didn't watch the last like 12 minutes of the game. I started watching that. I finished that Blackbird on uh, Apple TV. Oh, good. Good for you. I had, I had three more episodes left, so I went and finished it. I got to, they went to a commercial, and I got distracted. It happens. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, well, I was, I was like, I was bored watching the commercial. There was nothing on the guide. It was commercial on the fr- on Friends on, on Nick at Night, which is kind of my go-to during commercial other breaks at, at late at night, the Friends marathon they run on there. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I'll, I'll start finish watching this last episode of Blackbird. And then I had like two more left, and I watched the rest of it. It's only six. It's only six six episodes. So. Oh, it's not bad. It's not. Yeah, it's not, I didn't know it was based on a true story though. Like I'm talking to Dugan because Dugan's the one that suggested to me, and I replied. I was like, "Hey, I've got like two, you know, two and a half left, roughly." I was like, "I feel like there's a big twist coming," and I didn't know if I'd known it was based on a true story, I wouldn't have felt that way. Because mm. usually your true stories don't have the the interesting twists at the end, like your made up ones do. Yeah. yeah so. All right, we got to go to break here. We talked at the top of the hour. Four o'clock hours coming up yeah, next. We we'll did. turn it over to you for a little bit. 502-414-1450 if you have thoughts on the Thornton sex line. Have at it. We'll be right back. We'll get to hear from you. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Teach. Yeah. 
your children well Their father's hell Did slowly go by And feed them on There's something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down David Crosby passed away last this one it hit me hard. Part of Buffalo Springfield. Part of Buffalo Springfield. Part of the Birds. Part yep. of uh, Crosby, Crosby Stills Nash, Nash, obviously. And Crosby Stills Nash and Young. He's yeah. Young separately. I don't know. <laughs> also recently known as a I give no f's guy on Twitter, which has been hilarious. Uh, oh, was he? I, I didn't mean, know that. Yeah. Oh, there's a great one where he's like, he calls out. Somebody's like, "What are your thoughts on the Doors?" Like, you could ask him any question. He was not going to like the Doors. He was like Jim Morrison, total poser. Like, he was like going over the keyboard. He's like, couldn't play it all with his left hand. Sucks, <laughs> terrible. And one like some other famous musician was like. You could never play like Chris. He's like, I thank God every day that I couldn't play like Chris. <laughs> you know, what baffles me is that like, I because okay now maybe it's just teenage Trevor. Like when I'm just discovering, you know, past the the pop music when you get that age, start discovering like the stuff from the seventies. Sure, so you, sure. You start really becoming, you know, expanding your horizons. And I was at that point in many more ways than one. And like I first discovered the door, you know, the doors. I think I was in like sixth grade or something. And I was like, I I was always a big Doors fan. I've gotten older. I don't like like dislike the Doors any more than I than I did when I was younger. But I have learned like a lot of people, especially those who are in the like more into music than I am, like the, behind the the scenes of music and how to play music and everything. Like don't like the Doors. Like they just they, and I hear the same stuff. Um, Overrated music is sucks. Morrison's a poser. Yeah, I mean I, it's all the same things and different wording a little bit. But like I don't know. I just I guess maybe it's just. Maybe it's because I don't know music as well as they do that I don't I don't see it like they do. But I always like the Doors. I, I think you're a Doors guy, aren't you? Like the Doors? Yeah, I, I never hated the Doors. Yeah, I don't hate them. I mean, yeah, but it's just weird. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't it's like just him me. as much as I like David Crosby. No, like, no, I like yeah, I like well, or Cros- especially Crosby, Stills and Nash. But, but he was he I'm big harmony guy. I don't know if you've ever seen. There's a doc David Crosby. Remember my name is the the documentary. I watched it on Hulu. I, I assume it's still on there. Okay. But it was it came out like probably 2017, 2018. I think I watched it about that time, um, maybe a year later. It was really, really good. And, I will check that out. If you're at all interested in, in his life and everything that he did for music, um, they have, I mean, he talks at length in it, goes really in depth about a lot of stuff that I don't think he ever went in depth about anywhere else. It's it's really, really good. Uh, 502 414 is the Thornton Sex Line. Well, you just gave me something to watch over the weekend. There you go. I think you'll like, yeah, you especially will really. Yeah, like. especially if it's a documentary with somebody I'm interested in, I always. I always get into it. Now, I, I checked the text line briefly okay. at the break, and I just saw. So, if you're just joining the show, we got on about 20 minutes late. 18 um, to be exact. Unbeknownst to me, after I started the show for like four <laughs> minutes, uh, because Scoots, uh, Justin Kalen, who produces KRC in the morning, I think he also is the producer for. He does, he does Denison and Spears Report. Tuesday through Friday. He's a hard worker. We so, love him. Today being Friday. But occasionally he drops the ball, and this was his fault, and he had to go back to Southern Indiana and turn up. And so we made a deal that was like, if it happens again, he loses a win each from, time he does it from the Eastern Michigan Louisville bet that Trevor and Scoots have going on here, and so he was apologetic on the text line, and TJ Walker, the sports talker from KRC seven to nine every um, 
Monday through Friday, right here on 1450 job. Big X. But he texts from the text line to Scoots and he's like, don't sweat it, buddy. You do your best. That's all that matters. Oh, you, he didn't feel said, better and rest up for the Big Cats game tomorrow, TJ. Well, first of all, he's an IU guy. He's, TJ, <laughs> you don't speak for us. No, this isn't your he, time. He's not the one keeping you off the air. What are you doing on the text line there from three to six anyway, TJ? I'm here to say, Scoots. Stay in your lane, buddy. Sweat it, buddy. That's what I'm here to say to Scoots. You should be sweating it. I'm just joking. You don't see me getting up between 7 and 9 and going to the text line and replying to people during their show, do you? See, but then TJ empowers Scoots because he responds after he's been so apologetic. One cent cheaper at Bar Chronicle for every Louisville win this season, which I said three cents cheaper than than KS Bar, but we've only got two, so you're wrong about that too. (laughs) We may get to three. We're getting to at least three. It's a guarantee. It's still out there. I still guarantee it. But the joke didn't hit because you're wrong, Scoots. I mean, can't they text each other? Why, why are they using our text line during our during our showtime? These Kentucky folks. The, I the, swear. They're trying to... They're having their producers sabotage our shows and then letting them off the hook for it. Yeah. They're taking our favorite wrestling people and bringing them to their sports bars. Haven't you taken... You beat us in football and men's basketball already. The games are done. Yeah. You've taken enough from us already. Leave us be. What else do you want from me? Do you want, do you, do you, do you want, do you want a finger, a toe? You want my dog? We got baseball. Are you gonna take coming. my dog? That's what they're worried about. We got baseball season coming. We know that goes. Oh, they're, they're, they're a rifling school. They they're gonna care. be crying. <laughs> they're gonna be crying. It's gonna be great. We beat them in women's basketball though, didn't we? Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's a, that's a given. You don't even have to ask that question. It's happened 19 straight years, I think. Well, it's been a while since they beat some baseball too. I think. Well, they be, they because we play two. Oh, we do play weird, two. Yeah, that's but right. we have won like I think like 13 of the last 16 or yeah. something. And even when they're good and they're they're supposed to be better than us, I feel like we always win that game. Sweeping them out of the tournament that year was the fun. It was the best. That was so much fun. It was the best. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll take uh, some some text from you guys now. I'm going to text Scoots from the text line and pretend to be TJ and be like, listen, you, you little punk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TJ, sign off. If you're not here at 545 on Monday, I wouldn't want to be your We're ass. taking two wins off. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Big X legends, our boy Rashawn Myers texts in. Oh yeah, Rashawn. He's, He's got his show tomorrow from uh, from uh, from nine to eleven. Wake up five two. Yeah, right here on fourteen fifty the Big X. Uh, Rashawn says Mike Okorafor only played in eight total games in these two pro prep leagues and took six total three point shots and was two of six from three. So not much of a shooter and clearly a small sample size to really know anything. He took oh. six threes. Yeah, I didn't think he took that many. Well, in the highlight video again, they don't show the outside. Yeah, shot highlight again. I don't see anything. I mean, I don't even think I'm dribble the ball. Usually, when that's the, usually when you've got a big guy shooting very few jumpers in a highlight video, it's it's there's a reason. It's by design. <laughs> I I mean, look, I'm not going to. It, it's a weird thing to have a guy join the team after 20 games. I, I think Kelly Dickey says it's only happened three times in the history of the program where we've added a player this deep into a season. The last time I remember in, really doing it was I remember Tennessee did it with JJ Stokes. Yeah, usually it's a. It's and that a, was because he was a high school. He was the high school. Kansas did it with um, who was who ended up being good a few years ago. Stokes ended up being that bad either. But. He was fine. Yeah, and I think at the beginning, like when he first came in, they're like, "This guy's incredible." I think it was against Kentucky too. I think, I think, he, was, I think he, right. he had a good game. He had like ten points off the bench or something. I thought yeah. it was somebody else besides JJ Stokes. I think. I, think, I mean, there's, I'm, I'm sure there's been multiple. Think, no, I think you got the name wrong. The Tennessee player. I, oh, I it wasn't Stokes. It was. it was another. It was another. It was like a six eight big. It was dude. a big dude for sure. Yeah, he was kind of stocky, but. Kansas, I think Oche Abaje joined the team. No, I tell you who it was. It was the um, the kid who got in so much trouble. The 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 big kid who was recruited illegally. Wanted to do the punch. Yes, had the chair. Yeah, uh, he joined the name? team midway through the year. 
and they just they played him because they had to. Um, oh, I don't remember his name either. I can picture him throwing the punch and it threw, chucking the chair at the kid. This is where the short term memory is just killing me. It's stuff that I wouldn't have never forgotten. There's an underrated uh, underrated underrated uh, rumble in, in sports that people maybe forget about. Oh, we had a, I did a the whole Kansas podcast one. with it with Bobby yeah. Regan. We we broke down the, Silvio D'Souza. Ah, yeah. He. I think joined the team like around this time that okay. year, but it was like a reclassify. Like he finished high school early, yeah. and, like got all the credits, and then was approved by the NCA. Like that's usually how this happens. It's rare that you go to Africa and bring a kid over in late January. And I don't think we talking, been, was it Kentucky uh, last year, but the kid never played. I don't. What was the guard that they? they well, they, he was he was with the team the whole season. He just oh, I thought he joined them mid early. My bad. Okay. I could be wrong, but I, th- I thought he was yeah. there. Regardless, he yeah he, he never we, played anyway. We never so, saw. Yeah. Him. Um, but by the way, he's really good. Is he so, playing well in the NBA? Carrying it up. What's his name? I can't remember. Already drumbling. Yeah, clearly, I would have said it if I did. But <laughs> it's like Carr, Clark, or Kent, or no. <laughs> <laughs> Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> Guess what? Give it a C. Boy, this memory thing is not working out well today. I know, and you make me look up all this stuff. <laughs> I do. I love making because you're fast on the Google. Blame. Hey. Don't blame me. If I had the, the OG Studios, I'd be right on top of it for you. But I, I got a backup and the belly. Shade and Sharp. Shade and Sharp. Shade I, and sharp. I knew it was something like Clark Kent or something like that. Because that was the big thing where he was like basically lying to them the whole time. Like, hey, I'm going to yeah, play yeah, any yeah. day now. I'm going to play any day now. And but, he's, he's very good. But did Kelly happen to say the last other times? that, that <laughs> I cannot. You're just going to keep asking All you got to do is say no. He didn't mention it. And then you will, I'll move on. But then I've got to look. I, I don't know. I, mean, I, he, I, I've got, I have no idea. You figure you wouldn't bring this up. You know I'm going to ask. I'm an inquisitive person. Well, you think I'd have been better at school, but I asked the question. I just don't remember the answers. You can look it up. I told you the belly thing, man. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And now I didn't know what I was talking about. A uh, core for it, just broadly going, going all the way back now to Rashawn's initial point. I don't think anybody legitimately is sitting here saying we've made jokes about it, but I don't think he's going to drastically alter anything about this season. I think it's, strange that you're adding him this late in the process. I don't necessarily hate it. If he is going to be a hard worker with an, a big upside, then sure, that's fine. Like Maybe he can influx some, some positivity, some good work ethic in a program that's desperately in need of that. I do... Like Nobody knows how good this kid is. We've we've been following his career relentlessly for 23 hours now, right? Like we, 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 we Nobody had any idea who this guy was a few days ago. Nobody had any clue. So... Everybody's just guessing as far as what, what kind of kind of impact it's going to make. What I don't, what what I, I am surprised to see so much of is all these people who are like perfect fit for Kenny's system. We got it rolling. We're good now. We, we, you don't know that. Like like this was not the way that it was supposed to go. Maybe he winds up being great. Maybe this is the start of something fantastic. We, we got no idea. And if you were telling me that before the season we were going to start the Kenny Payne recruiting run by getting you know, Nigerian big men who were only recruited by Oral Roberts outside of us, like, you would have been like, well, it's ridiculous. Kenny Payne, he can get whoever he wants, right? It's just... I think the entire... Since Payne's tenure started here, it has been the complete opposite of recruiting that everyone, that anyone expected. Yeah, this was like, people used to criticize Patino for doing this stuff. Oh, and, I know. And that's when he was still getting players and making them into really good college players. By the way, I think you kind of misunderstood Kelly Dickey's tweet, I think. Okay. it's he, He's poised to become the third-parent Louisville men's basketball history 
to make his playing debut in game 20 or later. Ah, thank you. There you because go. Because that, that, that changes the, the, the dynamic of what we were discussing. The others were Brad Morgan in game 23 of 01, 2000-2001 season. I don't even remember that dude. I don't either. And that name does not ring a bell at all. Uh, and this is how they made me go back and reread the wording of the tweet was because the next one is Wayne Blackshear in game 25. Uh, against West Virginia. 11-12. And I'm like, Blackshear's with the team the whole year. I was he like, came out and he lit it up in that game. Do you remember that? We, Vaguely. And Patino, and this was a classic Patino. Like he, I guarantee this isn't the way. He was like, we purposefully said all week that he wasn't going to play because we knew that West Virginia wouldn't have game planned for him. Like, there's no way that you, you your game plan was Wayne Blackshear to rain threes on Bob Huggins because that wasn't supposed to be his game. And he, he came out there, he had a bunch of threes. I think he scored like 12 points, and uh, it, was a, it was a big win for us. And then he kind of went a little bit downhill from, from there for the rest of the season until the UK well, game. I was gonna, yeah, and then, then pretty much downhill until his senior year. Yeah, the last few games of his senior year. But even his senior in general, I thought he played well. Okay, I mean. He was good. He just wasn't what we thought he was going to he, be. Until, he, until did, he did enough to impact me to where I didn't want to see his – I felt bad for him. In, in that, of course, I want to see Louisville go to the Final Four anyway, but – like, I really want to see him do it as, as a senior. Well, he almost single-handedly got us to the Final um, Four. Almost as much as wanting to see Pageant doing it, which still irks me that he didn't get to go to the Final Four. I mean, I'm also, I mean, not to, you know, tell Kelly that he's putting the, the cart before the horse here a little too much here, but, I mean, are we certain this kid's going to even, I mean, are we going to see him this year? I mean, I mean just because he joins the team doesn't mean he's going to play, right? Payne said he's going to play. We also probably assumed that we told us that Reed was going to play at some point too, and we how long it took us to see that. I mean, if he's not going to play, then you're not like they made a big deal. I mean, if you think he they has, made a big deal out of saying he's immediately eligible, and the first game that he can see the floor is going to be next Wednesday against Boston College. They don't say that unless they're planning on playing. I mean, I understand. I mean, you can bring in the kid and put him on the team right away if you don't expect to play because you think he's raw talent, but you love the upside that you want to go on and get him here now. You know, get ahead of the curve and. You know, with the transporter, I guess that's somewhat moot now. But, you know, get him here, and, and, and then you see him develop a little bit in practice, and you play him next year. But, I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess I say this. Maybe I'm just confusing playing with actually playing impactful minutes. Look, this Like, is does a, he come in and play three minutes maybe? That, that's not impactful, really. This is a Kelly Leak, Adam Bank situation. <laughs> You're adding a player midway through a terrible season. This changes everything. This is a... Cake eater. Braveheart, where they add the Irish guy. This this is that. You meet him about halfway through the movie, changes the whole complexion of the movie. This is our, our Irish guy from Braveheart. This is this is adding Sinbad to the, the necessary roughness and giving you that tackle you needed. Precisely. Yeah. This is all of those things rolled into one. Kelly Leak was a better was the best one though. Him and Adam Banks were the two best that you could pull. Well, yeah, for sure. Cake eater. Kelly Leak's a badass. This guy's gonna come in smoking six. <laughs> Coming on a little motorbike. He rode a motorbike before we found out. <laughs> Kelly Leak was a badass. He was ahead of his time. He's aged far beyond his years, just like Emmanuel This Cord. kid's gonna be out there just taking the ball from Ellis himself and dunking it. <laughs> he's gonna block he's gonna block Curry's own shot and grab it and dunk it back. This is my game. This is this is my team now. He's going to be captain. He's going to pass to himself. He'll be captain by February. Andrew Slater, by the way, reports, the recruiting guy, says Danny Manning today is going to be visiting five-star point guard Boogie Fland from the 2024 class. Oh, horrible name. Five stars. <laughs> I don't care if his name is Boogie Fland. Hemroid. Hemroid Fland. I mean, that sounds like a generated name on 2K. It's not very good. 
Boogie Flynn is five star guard. He's from uh, Archbishop Stepanek from White Plains, New York. Okay. The number eleven overall player in the class according to twenty four seven Sports dot com. So he went to Archbishop. What? So you said Archbishop Stepanek. Oh, okay. No, okay. So not the same one as Kenny Anderson and them. No, there's a lot of Archbishops. Like, like oh, are there? Okay. Russ Smith went to one, two Archbishop uh. something. Um, I know that North Carolina has been big on recruiting him, but they've got North Carolina's got like everybody in this class. They, they they've got no room. Boogie, go somewhere else. They, they, North Carolina's got no more room for you. And he's been heavily pursued by Syracuse, by Alabama, but now we're getting in the mix. This would be a big time land. I mean, we need. He's a sign of guard. He does. I mean, whether it's a five star, four star, uh, you know, honestly, even even somebody from the Congo that has no no fingerprint on the internet, you need just to make us feel a little warm, warm and cozy. The guard is coming in. Agreed. I mean, we got excited over Fabio and, and Henry Miller to, uh, to a degree until we saw him play. We did. <laughs> Texas, this feels like another one of those graphs where they have to extend Percy out to Miller, include sorry. us. Um, I would say a ranking of every new Power Six basketball coach this so far this year. This is going to surprise you, but Kenny Payne's dead last. <laughs> Jerome Tang leads the list. That's only because that's only because Fox has been in Cali for two years, <laughs> even though they're playing better. Yeah, they're better than us too. He's got Jerome Tang at one, Sean Miller at two, Dennis Gates at three, Kevin Willard at four. Yeah, we are. We're, we are the last of the the fourteen. Where's, where, where's the crap I was getting from TJ when I said when you were out after the Maryland game, and I came on here and said Maryland's a decent team. There's no way they should be that much better than we are in the scoreboard. You're right. So, and I, I got I got ripped by him and some other people that were like, he said Maryland's not a top twenty five team. This team is good. I'm like, I mean they're average. No, they they have got the thing about Maryland is they've got so many of the same players that they had last year. They didn't kill it in the transfer portal. My point was that when I watched them play us, they beat us by 20-something points. That team shouldn't have beat us by more than 8 or 9. Oh, they beat us by, yeah, 25. Yeah, and that, that team was not 25 points better than us, even with the talent level we have. I knew that. I could just... No, I think they're still going to be a tournament team, but they weren't, oh, yeah. they weren't that good. No. And, I mean, again, it's the same players that we beat in the Bahamas last year. The same players that won, what, 13, 14 games last year and ultimately were – Bad enough to make Mark Turgeon just leave. I thought they had a new backcourt though, didn't they? Because then they get rid of the guy that you hated there. Um. Well, he didn't play much anyway. Oh, okay. But well, like, was... like their best Dante Scott, Jameer Young, Julian Reese were all on Scott. The team I last remember. Year. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they were their best players. They've just gotten a lot better. Well, that's that's usually kind of how it's supposed to work, right? Well, that's what we've been told. That's that's, just, that's what I'm. That's what, that's kind of the the general idea, right? That's I mean, typically the cell. That's, <laughs> that's what you hope. <laughs> Texas says Emmanuel Okora for for Prime Minister. Trev, someone signed for your drinks. Snub scoots after this latest mute gate. That'd probably be Frank that signed up there. I'm gonna be okay. heading. I'm ending up there later anyway because I am. Uh, we went to high school game tonight. I'm not working it now. I was going to, but I've got. I passed it on to our man Josh Hawkins. So kudos to him. Thank you, buddy. But I will be heading up there uh, mainly because I got to make bets for the weekend. I'll give you those bets for this weekend. By the way, before we end the show today, so you all win some money. I'm excited. You just got to remember, I'm giving, I'm picking all four NFL games for you. One of them I will have wrong. I'm going to oh, go yeah. three out of four. Parlay. You know I'm going to go three out of four. It's TK you, Parlay. You got to figure out because I can't do it, so I bet all four. You got to figure out which one will I have wrong, and then you get that three for three. Texas, I'm hearing that Danny Manning has picked up NIL deals with NyQuil and MyPillow. Congrats, Coach. <laughs> He's always been a soft-spoken guy. This is the same guy who said nap time between the whistles t-shirt yesterday. <laughs> My 
He stood. He stood up in the last game. He was into it. He's heard the criticism. He stood up because his knees were aching. That's not true. <laughs> he's, he's, he's reacting to a call. His, 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 his knee, which has like been reconstructed seven times. He's alive and well. He's fine. He's, he's <laughs> doing okay. Texas positive to add to the positivity of the show. Positive. It looks like Stevie Nicks will be bringing something super awesome to the yum. Stevie Nicks, the musician? I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't think Stevie Nicks the basketball player. <laughs> well, I didn't know if we had a guard we were recruiting named Stevie Nicks. <laughs> she's, coming, she's coming to the Yum Center. Okay. I wouldn't mind. I don't know. Did I want to go see Stevie Nicks in concert? Mm. I would. I like Fleetwood Mac. Well, now, now we're, are we talking about Fleetwood Mac or are we talking about Stevie Nicks? I'm I guess sure she'll she, do, sure she does she'll do all the Mac songs, songs yeah. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know if there's some sort of hint that she's bringing somebody cool or. What is South Park that said that made her look like a goat? Yeah. <laughs> I never got, really got the joke. <laughs> Texture says, convince Orange Cassidy to DX crotch chop the KSR crew. He probably won't do that. He's sloth style, he's right? He's sloth style. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he's not going to put that much effort he's into just it. Like, he doesn't even bring his thumb all the way up. He just doesn't. Just like the UK basketball team. I mean, he's announced this from wherever, weighing whatever. Yeah. Texture says, what's, also, what's new on the Jerry Eves and Butch Beard? Why do people ask this every day? Is it, Are they saying something? Is there something going on there? Right, Texture's, uh, here, here's the thing. I, I'm going to tell you this right now. You don't need to ask me about Jerry Eves and Butch Beard. I don't listen to what they say. So I'm not going to be able to respond to it because I don't really concern myself to hear what they have to say. If you want me to, cons- I don't know, I'm not, I don't want to speak for Mike too much, but I don't think he listens to him either. If you want us to respond to it, tell us what they said. And then I'll, you know, if it's true, I'll give you my thoughts. Texas, I had a theory during the early games that KP and the players didn't talk face to face until game day. The longer the year has gone on, I believe it's true. I hope that's not true. What do you think they're doing for this week off? Is that much practicing? Uh, do you want to make the obvious joke? <laughs> if it's going to be positive, make you smile. It's not. <laughs> it's the obvious. I hope it's not the same thing they did for Christmas because it's obvious doesn't mean it's a joke. It could be true. <laughs> Everybody gets five days off. Go home. I hope that's not what's happening. But I mean, we don't need to be recharged. We tried the recharge thing. It didn't really work. Did not pan out. Let's try the we practice through the break. Let's, Let's try, yeah. Try, see how it feels. See, Maybe you like it. Maybe you, you want to go a little bit further. See what happens. Texas, we got the Nigerian nightmare. Kenny Payne can recruit Christian Okoye, but not DJ Wagner. It sounds like he should be on Bromstaff. <laughs> I know. I know. That's Okoye's nickname. This, he had, didn't, uh, Nigerian freak is what he calls himself. Yeah, he does. I just like Nigerian nightmares. Listen, Okoye was probably one of my top five favorite players that were non-Eagle. I loved Okoye. Uh, somebody found the, the Al Snow interview on uh, YouTube. Oh, did they? Okay, good. There's one comment on it, and it just says Big X rules. <laughs> You're welcome. It's very close on my face. <laughs> Did not expect it to be that close. That's what I'm saying. Look at that sub. Like, where will, I'd be just standing behind you like a bodyguard or something. <laughs> like, I'd have no point there. <laughs> I did, because at that time, I still thought you were coming. Yeah. And I walk in, they're like, we're going to do it in here. We're gonna, and just two chairs set up next to each other. And I was like, well, what's Trevor going to do? I know. I mean, I'm kind of glad I got the times mixed up, and I because I, mean, I was pulled up. And you were you were just finishing or something. And I was like, "Well, I'm pulling up now," and you're like, "Well, we just finished up. There's really nothing for you to do here. I mean, there was nothing. Like, You'd been pissed. Yeah, I'd have been, gotten up like two hours early. I'd been like, "Oh crap! Well, I guess I go run some errands." And you know. Texas says if he comes in and immediately starts asserting himself as a shot blocker, that would be a huge deal. Also says, "Why would it bother you if Kenny brought in a dude that could contribute?" LOL. It wouldn't. Shot blocking would be nice. We could use a shot That's blocker. That's definitely something we have zero of. And we don't it, have any. We have literally zero shot blocking. We yeah, and we should have more. Like Jalen Withers should be a good shot blocker. 
Brandon Huntley Hatfield should be a good shot blocker. JJ Trainer, I think, is a, a good shot blocker for mm. for what he is. He just is out of position a lot, and he you know, he's usually playing the floor, so he's not the the four, so he's not in that rim protector spot. But we could definitely use a rim protecting presence on this team. Who do you think leads us in shot blocking? Probably Huntley Hatfield. Oh, uh, page didn't come up. Oh, it's not working. Crap. Never mind. For some reason it's not letting me go to Louisville's team page on reference. Well, oh, shocking that sports reference isn't working well. Oh, well. <laughs> Stunned. He's such a bitterness. Amazing. I can do it real quick. You'll get it. Brandon Huntley Hatfield is easily the leading shot blocker. And how many this season? Not many. How many? He. Is, That's the number I was really wanting to know. He's he's blocking point eight shot thirteen. He said thirteen shot blocks this season. Thirteen shot blocks is clearly is a clear leader. Mike James is actually second with eight. <laughs> Our leading blocker has thirteen and nineteen games. I mean, Sidney Curry has seven blocks. <laughs> Two of his own. The craziest, he blocked his own shot. The craziest stat that I've heard this, this season in college basketball. We've so, got to be last. So Zach Eady, the Purdue star, who's probably the front runner for national player yeah, of the year. Yeah, I know you're going with this. 14 more blocks than fouls. It's amazing. Isn't that incredible? It is. I wa- unbelievable. I watched about I watched about 10 minutes because I couldn't take too much more of it that Purdue-Maryland, uh, our Minnesota game, and just, just watching him just dominate them in the post. Problem is, is that it's the same Purdue team. It was, I, I I know I've talked about this with you, and we brought up, and I think it's, you're seeing it slowly but surely come about where the big men are are getting more impactful in college basketball again. This year, the big man, yeah, what saying. and it's a lot to do with the NBA's transition. I think, but the thing is, is that you still got to have guard play in, the, in college basketball. Of course, again. you got to have everything. You got you got to have the guard. Guard play is still more important when you get past that Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight moment. I just don't know if Purdue's guards can do it. I'm right there with you on that. That's the only problem I have with it. I love. They're a team that I can see them going Sweet 16, even Elite Eight, maybe. But you run into that wrong matchup with the right guard set, and it's just. I mean, agreed. I I I can. I mean, if things fall their way, they can go to a Final Four because it's. Well, yeah, yeah. All about matchup. I don't. I don't think they can win a national title. I don't. Are you ready for your mind to be blown? Real quick, we are last in the nation in blocks, aren't we? As a team, no, we got to be close. We only have 50 team blocks as a team. Are you ready for your mind to be blown though? Yeah. Devin Ree has played 41 minutes this year. That's no way. He's got three blocks. <laughs> He's got more blocks than Roosevelt Wheeler, who's played 145 minutes. He's got more blocks than Kamari Lance, who's played 374 minutes. He's got more blocks than L. Ellis, who's played 679 minutes. This man is averaging... He's our defensive stopper, and he's sitting on the bench! This man is averaging basically a block every time he's out there on the floor. Does he have as many blocks as he does field goals made? Oh, that's a good question. Because <laughs> I know he had the one game where I think we scored a few points. He has made. He has. No, he's made. He's made five shots and then blocked three. He's got three blocks. <laughs> the I mean, he's, he's the, the Greek freak, a reborn over here, people. And one steal. <laughs> and one steal. I think, I, I think I remember the steal actually. Defensive machine. <laughs> yes. How's he not getting more minutes? The kid demands more minutes. We've got to be like in the bot, like last two or three teams in the nation and blocks fifty blocks. In the well, team. that's it, so horrible. It's not the only category that we rank. Oh, in. I know, I know, but it's that's we are actually, that's embarrassing. We are blocking shots on eight point nine percent of our defensive possessions. That's only one hundred eighty third in the country. That's actually that's our best stat outside of that's it's our best non free throw stat. So we're actually <laughs> we're actually one hundred eighty third nation in blocks. Yeah, block percentage. Oh, block percentage. I guess that's by like what minutes or what I mean. No, like the amount of possessions, the percentage of possessions that you block oh. a shot on. Eight point three percent of our defensive possessions were blocking a shot, and that's one hundred eighty third in the country. 
The other 92 were giving up layups. Better than everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We said we're going to be positive. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes they're open threes. (laughs) Texas quote. Hey, everyone. I just turned on Rutherford Joe. He said if things go the way, go their way, they can definitely go to the final four. Says a KP. (laughs) Hit the message boards. I was talking about Purdue. He's talking about Louisville. Let's take a break. When we come back, more of your text, 502-414-1450. We're trying to stay positive here on a Friday edition of the Rutherford Show. Happy almost weekend to you. We love you. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. We'll be right back here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. It's time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. It's also kind of applicable so right now, I feel like, for the show. So badly I must cry out loud. Every line. Every line's hitting harder than the one before. I am lonely. It's getting the point where I'm not fun anymore. I feel like this is you talking you and here I come here in a second. It's Eeyore. You make me lonely. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> At least the mic hasn't fallen off today. <laughs> My screw job. I'm some duct tape or something in there for it. My screw job. It's the, the only mic that works in the studio out of the four is you know the only be good one I, that isn't properly put together. You know what would be a good idea to do? You get, get a couple rubber bands. Yeah. And tie and t- and t- and t- to the, the, the thing. There's probably some up at uh, well, I, what's your name's desk. Every other one has the proper brace on it. Like, I, I don't yeah, know. but they, the, those mics don't work. That's, that's I'm aware, Trevor, that's, of the situation. <laughs> that's the irony in the situation. <laughs> I just don't know why this one didn't get the, the same little... Ringer that the uh, all the uh, well, whatever. Uh, welcome back in Friday it's edition like one of those word puzzles. Show. You got to figure it out. You know, like <laughs> here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X. We've been taking some questions from you. We've been trying to steer clear of just doom and gloom basketball talk. No doom and gloom as much as possible. We'll get to some um, NFL picks next hour. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some college basketball happenings as well. But we've been taking some text from you guys this hour. Did you see before we get back to the text line? So Mike Bray, we mentioned on yesterday's show. Officially announced today at a press conference, this is going to be his last season as Notre Dame's head coach. In in true brave fashion, he comes out there and he's like, the first thing that he says is, it took me announcing that I'm stepping away to finally get to be able to do a press conference in the football press conference room. Like, they, they got <laughs> in the big press conference room and I thought it was just, it was wonderful. But brave makes it official today. He's, he's going to spend his last season with the Irish here these last two months. Sad. I love Mike Bray. Yeah, I like Mike Bray, too. He's going to be, I mean, he's kind of, unfortunately, he's going to retire in that, that 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 group of coaches with, you know, the that just couldn't get the John Chaney's that were, were very successful, were, were, were just linked primarily with that one school, but never could get over that hump. They just couldn't get that, not, not just that title, but even that Final Four. Yeah. And I'm trying to, I say John Chaney's, automatically, I think the name that comes to my mind there's another. There's got to be another one. Tip my tongue. I know I'm forgetting it. Kind of in that area, but like best coaches never make a final four. It's not even get to the final four that were just like consistently good. Um, Norm Stewart, Missouri. That's a good one. Another one uh, comes to mind. You think automatically when he lost to Minnesota, 
with Devin Booker's dad or when he lost to the Ty Sedney shot in, 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 in 90, right. 95 in the second round. Um, that would have been him. But, I mean, and then I'm sure there's some others. Just those two right off the, are the, off my brain. Maybe there's some more recent ones. that The most famous probably still Lefty Dujel. Le, there's another one, yeah. Never made, never, never made the final For a while, it was Mark Few. A primary reason why they, they expanded the, the tournament itself because Maryland was getting screwed constantly on not making it because of NC State, North Carolina, and company. I mean, hell, Matt Painter right now probably on that list. There was a time, yeah, Maryland had this, I think the number two team in the country and didn't even get to go to the tournament. Right. Uh, back in 73, I think it was 74, but... Um, yeah, Matt Painter. That's there's another one currently on that list. Gene I think. Katie, basically everybody at Purdue. Gene Katie. <laughs> well, not uh, not uh, Rose. Leon Rose actually took him in 1980. Did they go? I thought it'd been longer than that since they did. No. Leon Rose. He took uh, Charlotte to the Final Four in 77. He took Purdue in 80, and then he bounced because South Florida was like, "Hey, we're going to start this program. You can run the whole thing." And he's like, "Okay." Yeah, the Schellenberger thing. Yeah, and that's what he did, and was there until he retired. But yeah, but Katie's another good one. Uh, yeah, I'm, and if there's someone I'm forgetting, let me know. But those are ones. Yeah, I think Bray's Bray now is in that kind of purgatory category of coaches that you go, oh man, he's a great coach, man. He's did a great job. You think of him again, one school, but he never got over that hump, which sucks. I mean, and there's a different hump. There's the ones that don't win the title. Well, the biggest and there's one, the ones that just came and get to the final four, which is so hard to do. The biggest storyline before COVID happened, well, I guess before the FBI scandal happened with Arizona was. Sean Miller. Yeah. Why can't he ever get in the Final Four? They kept losing in the regional finals. Um, and now, I mean, he's still probably on that list. He's got a good team this year at Xavier. But the only problem with him is he just doesn't have that connection with the one school. Like the, every, everyone else we named. Well, he did for a while. He did. You're right. And he did for, for a long time. Well, I mean, for a while, his predecessor until Simon says, Lute Olsen kind of was on that list a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but Mike Bray, I think he'll still be remembered as the most successful Notre Dame head coach of all time. And somebody who took Notre Dame basketball from being an afterthought to being for a long period of time, consistently top 25 good. And one of the better characters and all, mm -hmm. I, I put the, the photo out there that somebody had tagged me on Instagram a long time ago. You know, Bray, Bray's Louisville stories when he was in town were legendary. He, we had a couple of years where we hosted the big AAU events. We've had some coaching conventions here. He's the head of the coaches association. And I posted that somebody had tagged me on was like, Mike Bray was at headliners and looking very, very lively. Nice. And he's like, I go over there and I'm like, are you Mike Bray? Five overtime, Mike Bray. And he, he just looks at me and just goes, F yeah, I am. It says the word. And like, let's take a picture together. And he's like, so he sends the guy, sends me a picture of him and all these girls. There's also a story about Bray. Drinking with some U of L at the time staffers around the same period of time at Gerstle's like two thirty in the morning, and him just classic like college mentality of him being adamant he wanted to go to Rick Pitino's house and ring his doorbell. <laughs> He's like, let's go wake Rick's ass up and go get him out here. Let's go, and they're like, you you can't you can't do that. Like we'll lose our jobs, please. And Bray's like, just show me where he lives. Like that's that's who he is. He's a great guy, always down for a good time. And college basketball is going. College basketball needs more characters like that. They're going to miss him. Did, did Surprise you when you say you hear those stories. You talk about the stories. This is a guy that was groomed under Coach K, kind of. But that's why he was never considered for to be Coach K's you know, replacement. Like he just seems like the complete opposite of Coach K, right? I mean, for sure. And I know he wasn't there a whole. I think he was there for what maybe ten years. I think he was there a while under him. I know that because there was a, before uh, he took the Delaware job, and then he would exactly, and then he took the Notre Dame job. There was a long time where people would talk about, you know, who's K's replacement going to be, and. Bray was the most successful assistant that he'd produced for yeah. a long time. And then it became, well, according to insiders, <laughs> Kay didn't just want somebody who was a former assistant. 
he wanted somebody who had both played and coached at Duke. There was that one year Johnny Dawkins was the name. And people was, were like, ooh. Yeah, because well, he had the good year at Stamper or whatever. And yeah. the year Chris Collins took Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. The, the NCAA tournament, people were like, oh, Collins is maybe the front runner. And then it was like, well, let's just settle for this 32-year-old who may be good. Who knows? And if he's not, we'll just bring K. <laughs> Talk about disappointment. If you're a Duke fan, and most of them are kind of like not real hardcore anyway, so they probably don't care this much. But like the last like five or six during that tenure, I mean the, the roller coaster. This guy's gonna be the guy. This is gonna be the guy. He ended up with John Shire. Yeah, it could it be Tommy <laughs> Amaker? Could it I mean, be? Yeah. It's like, talk oh, about let's make a deal, and I picked the wrong door and got the goat behind it. It's not going great so far, but give him time, I guess. Could have had a Ferrari. <laughs> Texter says five two four one four fourteen fifty. The women last night had twenty one turnovers and still won. Yeah, the, the turnovers were terrible. See, guys, it's possible. It is possible. <laughs> it's, it's, that's what I'm just saying. Stop trying, though. <laughs> Stop trying to figure it out. The women, are, they, like, they're like they scrappy. It was a nice, gritty win last night. They're just still not clicking. Like I think they're overly reliant on Haley Van Lith, who's the, the dribble handoff queen. She's so good in that set. But they haven't had a whole lot of other people step up the way that I like, I think Morgan Jones, we still expected a little bit more from her. Um I mean, Norika Konos played well in recent weeks, been a nice little boost, but she wasn't supposed to play this much of a role. They just don't look as much of a cohesive unit as they have in some years past. Still time to find that groove, but they've they, even when they win, they just, it just doesn't look the way that it has in some years past. They got they got to get going a little bit. Sunday a win over NC State would be a, a nice little jump. I'm assuming NC State's probably leading the ACC at this point. I don't know the standings. I, I, mean, I know they were pretty good. I know that they they were top 13 last week. Um, I mean, Louisville's got, I think, two conference losses. They just beat Florida State, who had two conference losses. Um, I don't have the standings in front of Miami, I know, was supposed to be good going into the year. I mean, it's. I think the league overall is kind of down, if I'm uh It looks like Duke is actually leading the conference. Well, they, tied with Notre Dame at 6-1. and one. I didn't know Notre Dame was that good again. And then we're at 6-2 and two in third, tied with Florida State at 6-2. and two. NC State is actually four and three in conference, mm. thirteen and five overall. They're number seventeen in the country, though. Yeah. Oh no, that's North, I'm sorry. They're four and four. I was looking at North Carolina. They're four and four, fourteen and five overall, but they're twentieth in the country. Jeez, that's crazy. The two there are three teams ranked in the top twenty-five that are behind Global Four State Miami, who are ahead of them in the ACC. That's nuts. I mean, Duke Carol Lawson's. Everybody talked about her being one of the best coaches. Like, like before she got hired, wherever program she goes to, she's going to kill it. And she's definitely done an amazing job. They made like NC State's had this nice run. Louisville's had this nice run. Duke may be knocking on that door. That may be if you're Jeff Walls. That may be your new big conference rival coming up because she's terrific. Duke has when's last, Duke had a couple of good teams. I think in like the nineties, didn't they? In in women's, I could tell you. I thought they had a little run. I know their Carolina won the title in the nineties. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texture says, "I will never understand." The other day I was screwing and talking. Mike Rutherford, you said this yesterday afternoon, Mike. Yeah, I was Because I, I was screwing and talking. Yeah. And I said I did a good job. That's what I said today. Uh, I said, also, I will never understand why letters in math confuse people. It's because you're good at math. How, I mean, it's because they're letters in math. They don't belong. It, it's silly. Silly. Texas, like salad doesn't belong on a burger. Texture says, Matthias Schmidt is in the top seven of this weekend's PGA Tour event. The cards are back. A core for effect. Is that kid from Louisville or something? Yeah, he just he was like all American just a couple years ago. Was he okay? You He's staring it up. You he, know, I don't know that. We got a couple of, of golfers doing well on the. I mean, Adam Hadwin still on the PGA Tour doing very well. Um, okay, good. It's been great. I think there's one other who's been kind of flirting between there and the the Corn Ferry Tour. The what tour? The Corn Ferry Tour. It's like okay. the second level. 
Ah, okay. There's like three, I think. I think I think there's three major PGA. It used to be the Hooters tour. Nice. Yeah. Texture says, Hey Mike, do you ever feel bad that TJ listens and texts into your show all the time, but you rarely return the favor? Just wondering. Well, if I could get up that early on a regular it's basis. It's too early. If I could get up that early on a regular basis, I'd still be doing the show with TJ and them. I do listen <laughs> when I listen to the podcast. But I'd say like three days a week, maybe. A lot of times after I drop Virginia off at school, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll listen on the way back. Um, but yeah, sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't text in. I need to. I should. Now there would be occasionally I would uh, like when I listen to the podcast. Sometimes I would just text the text line at like midnight while I'm listening to the podcast, so they could read the next morning. He'd have Scoots do it in my voice, like his imitation of my voice, which he basically just made me sound like Marge Shop from the Bob and Tom series. <laughs> I don't sound like that. <laughs> Sometimes. We got him. Texas says KP is so against recruiting with NIL that he opted to pull an unknown dude from the other side of the Atlantic to get around it. Now, now We're this, staying positive. Is that a positive or not? I mean, on, I don't guys. know. Come on. We I was thinking the same him. thing already. We haven't even seen him play. We haven't even seen him play. How do we know this kid's not getting no rights anyway? He might be getting some no money. He could be. Got to pull him away from Oral Roberts. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, Oral Roberts was just probably offering him like eternal soul or something. <laughs> I like the he and his basically he and a friend from this this African basketball academy visited Oral Roberts together, and the friend was like, "I love it." Committed on the spot, and this kid was like, "No, I'm not going here." I believe Troy's one of his daughters goes to Oral Roberts. Does she? Yeah, pretty sure. It's in Tulsa, right? Yeah. Max Aces is still balling there, still killing it, still leading the. Uh, I think he's. I can't remember. He said she went there or she visited there. One of the two. I can't remember. Texas, I worked with a guy at a restaurant named Gilbert Gilbert. He was awesome. Nice. Now I'm picturing Trevor as the little spoon with KP. I think Trevor wants to get invited to your text group, Mike. Mike giving up boudoir secrets and talking about screwing. <laughs> Great episode yesterday, guys. I was wondering, I was like, is this all from yesterday's show? <laughs> Who knows? I think that was all from yesterday. The week kind of blends together for me. Because we talked about guys <laughs> with, with with players with the same name twice. Yeah. And then we did, I don't remember the, the spoon talk. I don't. Yeah, the spoon one, I don't Yeah. Are you a spooner in the bedroom? Uh, used to be. No, I can see you being as like I want my space when I sleep. I used to be a big cuddler. Okay. Now the older I've gotten, the more I'm kind of like. Yeah. I'm kind of with you. I stopped. I I lost the cuddling around mid, late twenties, I think. And as now I'm just yeah. Now I'm kind of like you know what? Let's we want to put a pillow between us, but let's let's leave this space right here. You know, I'm not I'm not a much of a roll around, but I, I need my room. <laughs> <laughs> There's something else that Texter said that I was going to comment on. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Texter says, Mike, you said yesterday that you couldn't teach, uh, be a middle school teacher. This week I walked into a bathroom with actual human poop smeared on the walls, spelling out S-U-S. The children are feral. I couldn't do it. I couldn't handle it. The problem is, is you can't hit them now. Why are you spelling poop? Why are you spelling sus out with poop? Yeah, is this supposed to be S-O-S? No, it's sus. What does that mean? We've had the same conversation on the show like five times. How is the new slang word? You're well, sus. You're suspect. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Or suspicious. Either kids one. Kids are stupid. Um, <laughs> Texter also brings up this great exchange when you're trying to think of Shaden Sharp's name. Car, Clark, can't. Mike just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing was, is I made the joke of Samsonite, and that was the closer one. <laughs> it was. Uh, I remember the name thing, because the, the double name, I mean, I've told you this before. I've always kind of had a thing of wanting them. If I ever actually get married, I want her name to be Kelsey, so she can be Kelsey Kelsey. Kelsey, Kelsey. Yeah, that will work. We can make that happen. Keith Wynn again. His wife's name's Kelsey. Yeah, I know. And and, and Keith's She's birthday is mine. It's crazy. We, we're just like kindred souls. You are. You're gonna marry a woman named. So Keith. she doesn't follow me on Twitter. 
Ooh. But he hasn't blocked me either, so that's probably a plus. Now you're one of the few. <laughs> I think I, I actually tweeted at him the other day. He didn't reply. He's probably going to block you. He was. He was. Once he, he's aware of you, he ranted about to, about the uh, about the pineapple on the pizza with his kids. Oh, he sometimes he's got a temper on Twitter, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> and I just replied with the Argyle from Stranger Things. You know, don't don't deny it before you try it. No, he didn't reply. Texture says, "LOL, I'm a parent. Kids are stupid." <laughs> I agree. I'm not a parent, and I agree with you, parent. Texture says, "We're heading to hell in a handbasket." No, nah, not necessarily. In what way? Kids smearing poop on walls. Oh, that's always yeah, been that going happens. on. Listen, the, the kids doing it, Ozzy doing it. it. You know what? I mean, you get an angry thirteen year old that didn't know what to do with all. Yeah, he got a hold of a paint can, maybe smear a little I bit mean. of poop every now and then. <laughs> Never me, but it happens. I, I I blame the internet. Yeah, these this YouTube. It's the Twitch. It's making them just lose their mind. Uh, Texture says a friend of mine once said that the key to a happy marriage is you each get your own blanket on the bed. Yeah. I do get mad when you pull the blanket away from me. Even if it's... When I pull the blanket, it's the worst thing. Snatching away. You say how I get angry when you should pull the blanket? No. If you, if you if anybody pulls the blanket on me, I'm like, no. That's... Multi-pillow or single-pillow guy? Uh, I'm a single-pillow guy. I used I, to be multi. I used to be way... I used to like like four or five pillows, and like my head just jacked up in a weird way. Which, for your back. Oh, which I'm probably regretting it now, that and the weight and everything, but... I'm a single pillow too. I bought one of those like stay cool pillows. You ever seen those? They're supposed to stay cold no matter what. They're they're kind of expensive too, which is outrageous. You my pillow guy? No, I've never tried on my pillow. But if it's comfortable, I'll use it. I'll hook you up here. You got one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've used I've had the same pillow since I was like in eighth grade. This pillow I got, I was just, but it's supposed to like this thing's supposed to stay cool at all times. It does, it's never cool. It's not cool at all. You have the same pillow since eighth grade. It's, it's what are you Linus now. over here? I know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I, I, somebody's like, you're supposed to get a new pillow every five years. Like, oh, well, mine's like it's like flat, like a pancake, which is how I like it. So yeah, I don't know. I just I never never got a new one. I, I, mine's flat. I'm the same one. I probably need to. Texas Fat Wayne just got another foul. He did get the worst whistle of any Louisville basketball player in history. Well, it's when you're kind of a step behind the defender, it doesn't help. Oh, he got called for charges though that were just the most ridiculous charges and he also would never get a, a foul call he he got the treatment where he was so thick and big body he was yeah like, he would just get smacked by a smaller defender and because it didn't like impact him that much he just would never get that call he the, got a terrible the shack theory somewhere. exactly yeah, yeah that's the, yeah. the thing texas normally i would say there's no way a core four would be able to learn the system in time to plant this i know where this is going good thing kenny Payne doesn't have a system he'll be ready to go right away guys it's Positive Friday. I'm just amazed I haven't called him Chloroform yet. I mean, can you say his name right now? Okafor? Nope. Okafor? Nope. You said the same thing twice. <laughs> You're never going to say his name right. It's Chloroform. Okafor. You just need an extra syllable. Okafor. 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 There you go. I'm not getting that right. I'm, I hope uh, no. this is the, the only thing. I, the only reason I don't want to be awesome is because I'm never going to get his name right. <laughs> There's a small part of me. It's very small because I don't really. I have no problem mispronouncing a, a man's name. We know that, but a small part of me is going. At least if he's not any good, I don't have to worry about this. You proved the haters wrong when it came to the people who said you could never get Brandon Huntley Hadfield right. You've done amazingly. Well with that. I, yeah. I've been shocked at how well I, you handled it. I thought I would script the order of Hatfield Huntley and Huntley Hatfield occasionally, but. I mean, yeah, I've still gotten it right. I mean, yeah, I'm amazed myself. And you think 
The good thing I did it before the season started because at this point in the year, I probably wouldn't have had any reason to memorize it. Texas Trevor lost cuddling when the Taco Bell girl turned into a dude. <laughs> she didn't turn into a dude. She was a dude the entire time. We just didn't know it. It's not like Bruce Jenner over here. <laughs> Texas says Trevor's laugh is recession-proof. Thanks for keeping it light, big guy. Uh, I can't help but laugh on here. I'm sorry. We need a new love interest. That was a, that was a good subplot for the show for a while. Well, yeah, until it backfired. For you, for me, it was wonderful. For, for I mean, when I got that text that night, and you were like, "We're yeah. saving it for the," it's like you're like huge development. Like, we're saving it for the show. My mind was going in a million different directions. Not one of those directions was the actual way that it played out, and it was wonderful. It was great. It's perfect. We need for to get you back. Dude. We got to get you back out there. I mean, I got to get another draft through. Another drive through. Another lady. You got another lady. Another draft through. I mean. <laughs> Unfortunately, my Arby's has the same dude that works. He's a Niners fan. He's a major nice guy. Uh, so that doesn't help. I don't know where else. I don't really go anywhere else. Texas Mike, do not look up any videos about cleaning your pillow. You will never sleep soundly again. Well, that's. What do you mean? How do you. Are you now, do, you, to? do you clean the pillow or you just wash the pillowcase? Though, the right? pillowcase. Yeah, that's all I do, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, I guess we're supposed to be doing more, but I'm, I've slept well on that pillow for <laughs> the better part of two decades. I'm not changing it now. I'm not gonna look up any cleaning videos. Are you do you have do you have the nice like the one of those sleep beds that like, the numbers on it or something? No. Or used to old school mattress. We probably need to get a new one. Yeah. I need a new one no. badly, trust me. But I yeah, I'd, I've had people try to like swear by them. I just don't know if the it's the juice is worth the squeeze in terms of the cost. I've honestly never tried. Like I've never slept on one, never tried one at the store, never done any of that. I've slept now, I've slept in one of the beds that my buddy uh I was house sitting for him and he's got one of the beds that like moves up and down. Like it does have the remote that kinda can move you up to sit up and move up, vibrate and do a little thing like that. Did you live in a hospital? Huh? Did you probably live in a hospital? No, no. <laughs> it had like the two separate too. So like he wants to sit up and she wants to stay down. Oh, no, I've never done that either. It, it's a king size bed, huge bed. And it was okay, but I've never done the, uh, the foam mattress or anything like that. Texas says, I remember when I was a kid pooping on the floor of a public restroom just because I could. Absolutely no other reason than just being a little bleep. What are you wrong? What's wrong, What's wrong with, you? with you people? What's right? Even as a kid, I was like, no. I got let's, grossed out by, by those kids. Listen, I had to do it on Gene Snyder, but that was not by choice. I mean, that was just, that. I didn't give that, I wasn't given an option there. Like, that's just, yeah, that's. I, you strike me as a kid, though, that was big into like at lunchtime, like smashing food together and doing gross stuff with food. No, I, ate every, you? I was weirdly, I ate everything separate. I, that's how I, I was kind of like I, was. I don't know if this re- anybody get this reference, but I was like monk. The, that, Food couldn't touch each other. Yeah, I didn't. Even, now, now I've gotten better as I've gotten older. But when I was a kid, like yes, if I'm let's say I'm eating chicken with mashed potatoes and and green beans, I'm eating the mashed potatoes all at once by itself. That's the green beans by itself. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, I, I still don't mix the food together, but I will like switch off between the the items. I will, but I, I usually kind of go in order still. But like I'm talking about the kids who would just like. Oh, I know, yeah. smash food together. They turn like, all their meals into a famous bowl from KFC. Yeah, and like, just to be funny, I was like, it always just grossed me out. The closest I ever came to that is I did have a brief moment where I would drink the suicides at the ballpark, at Linden Ballpark. Oh, I mean, I did that at Caddyland. Yeah, I mean, I would do that, but that was the extent of it. That's delicious. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think I remember the last time I had a suicide. When's the last time you made one? I mean, the last time I was 10 years old. Now, now are you the, the, the believer in suicides don't get diet, right? What? You don't put diet soda in a suicide. I, I'd never thought about it. I would just literally just give me everything. I would walk down the, the fountain and just do it because we all did it. Yeah, there's a we used to, the the rule was that you just doesn't get doesn't diet doesn't go into suicide. Though. I like that rule. I didn't realize that there was a 
Oh, there's a, yeah, there's, there's a rule. Bylaws for this. <laughs> there's bylaws for everything, man. I guess. All right, we got to go to break. <laughs> and, I draw, and I draw them up because I'm the president. <laughs> Five o'clock hours on the way next. We'll continue the nonsense. We'll get you ready for the NFL weekend ahead as well. TK, he's been rolling with the NBA, uh, NFL bets. Yeah, no, no NBA. Not NBA. <laughs> no. You want to keep it locked right here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. I am yours. You are mine. You are what you are. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Thanks so much for starting your weekend with us. Hopefully you're on your way home from work. Most famous protest song? Probably up there. I right, mean, that there was going to be Bob Dylan's Hurricane? Although it's not really that much of a protest song as much of it is, I mean, it's it a is pro- like recapping what happened at a protest. Yeah, but I think it was kind of, I mean, I'd consider it like a protest of the Vietnam War maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. We don't get too many songs like that anymore, do we? No. We said they're good, maybe. <laughs> I haven't heard it. I was going to say, probably, if, if there were, you, think you would, wouldn't know anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, but normally something like that it would be trending in some way, and I'd, I'd catch whiff of it. Maybe. 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 Um, welcome back in. We've got about an hour left here. If you want to weigh in on the text line, hit us up at 502-414-1450. Ask me anything. I'm, ask, I'm an open book. Ask TK anything. We'll get into the in the, the last segment. We'll get into the NFL Divisional Series games tonight, or t- this weekend, I should say, tomorrow night and Sunday night, and get TK's thoughts. Is he not, you, you, you didn't win the parlay, but you nailed five of six. That's not bad. He knows what he's doing. He's yeah, I'm going to give you four picks this weekend. Just You have to figure out which one's the wrong one. You're damn right. That's I don't know which one. If I knew which one it was, I'd tell you. Trust me. Before we do that, though, we've tried to have, we've tried to steer clear of any sort of don't do it basketball. Well, negative Kenny Payne debate stuff. We we wanted this to be a positive show. We got a lot yeah. of stuff out of our system yesterday, and I say we all, not just me and TK, but you guys listening on the text line yeah. and tweeting into the show as well at Card Chronicle at Trevor Kelsey. So we've tried to just avoid that. But th- there are some notes to get to. First of all, friend of the program. So going so well. No, no, no. no. We're, we're, we're not doing that. These are all yeah. just, just general notes. Okay. I'll take one. Shout out to UofL Hockey. The UofL Hockey team will host Kentucky tomorrow at 7 o'clock at Iceland. If you can't make it out to Iceland, they're going to stream the game live. There's actually going to be a watch party at the Blind Squirrel. And our guy, Sean Moth, is doing play-by-play for the game. Nice. Uh, Nikki V, Nikki, Nick Valvano will also be yeah, there with him on the call. UofL Hockey legend. Uh, so go cards, beat the cats, and again, if you can't make it out to Iceland, you can stream the, uh, the the game. I put the link there on Card Chronicle today, and you can also go to Blind Squirrel does, and watch. Does it show what our jerseys, our kits look like? I think that you can find them. You've all, they're, they're pretty active on social media. If you want, I like follow, uh, follow. I like a good good hockey kit. 
it's kit's a, not the right term. It's a uh, sweater. Sweater. Kit's Correct. soccer, right? That's yeah. you nailed it. And I had it right. Give me a second. Give me, give me a minute. I didn't have to walk you through it. You got through yourself. <laughs> you, <laughs> should, you should need a nudge in the right direction. <laughs> I found the cheese that did the maze all on my own. You got it. I got you. Uh, but yeah, I like. The, I mean, I'm wearing a football jersey now, and you are. Um, I have numerous. Jerome Brown. Drum, nailed it. <laughs> look at you. No problem. You know, big middle finger. That's short term memory. Uh, <laughs> Damn right. Getting, <laughs> getting better every day. We're building back up over here, baby. <laughs> Woo! Uh, but I, I don't know. I've, I've always thought about maybe if I'm going to start collecting. I've already accomplished T-shirts to almost all the NHL teams. Maybe I should start getting some jerseys as well. Because I don't. I, I'm. I still. I know this is like early the the nostalgia in me, but I still am a big jersey guy. I just don't get basketball jerseys as much because two reasons: one, they aren't cut right for me, and B. I can never decide if I should go shirt or no, no shirt underneath it. And with like football and, and hockey jerseys, you don't have to have that dilemma. I mean, I could or I couldn't. It doesn't matter. No, he's going to say. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Usually I do wear one. Actually, I'm not wearing one now underneath this, but normally I do. That's the smell. That's what I've been smelling this whole time. <laughs> no, that was from the Wahoo Burger. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, God. What thing? Woo. It's going to be, as soon as the show ends, boy, it's going to be a, <laughs> be a rough one in the bathroom. Your cracking finally lost the other night, by the way. Oh no! Finally lost the, uh, the they cracked ten game winning streak. They finally cracked, but they the, bounced back last night. They have cool sweaters too. They play the Avs tomorrow. They bad, host the Avs. Bad news for the Avs. Well, the Avs are back. After I panicked back about to the losing, Avs, the Avs lost the Blackhawks, who suck. Sorry, Jenna, uh, and everybody panicked. Everybody's like, "Well, they're out of the playoffs right now." Since then, they're, they're beating teams like every game is like seven to one. All they got to do is get healthy, beat up on some of these bad teams, get a couple of big wins. They're gonna is, if get in the playoffs and watch what happens. They're gonna be fine. All right. We're going to be fine. Um, I want to talk basketball recruiting. It has generated a lot of attention around here. I think people are concerned about the fact that you didn't exactly kill it with the 2023 class. You can chalk that up to IRP or NCA if you want to. We were in on some of the better players in that class, got none of them. Now we're we're going after JUCOs and we're bringing guys over from Africa that nobody had heard of, and that's – yeah, I worked for St. Mary's. Ringing the alarm bells for, well, St. Mary's just gets Australians. That's true. That's all they do. <laughs> they do. They do seem to always stick to Australia. The whole team is just Australians. Yeah. But people are, are ringing the alarm bells there. So everybody's wondering, what can you do with this 2024 class? Are we going to get some of these guys? It's great that we're recruiting them. It's great that we're on some lists. Trenton Flowers has us in his top five. But are we actually going to get some players? Now, Carter Knox is a, a guy who's been directly tied to Kenny Payne for a long time. His dad is really good friends with Payne. Payne was the primary recruiter in getting his brother Kevin to go play at Kentucky. And yeah, we heard this before with another with another player. Well, here we go. Like Knox is a 2024 player. He's a top 10 kid in that class. He's very, very good. Five star wing. Number seven overall player according to On P. He was asked to talk about the the schools recruiting him the hardest, which right now are Kentucky and Louisville. And here's what he had to say about Louisville. It's a good program with a lot of history. They're not doing great this year, but they have great facilities and their fan base is great. Okay. Things are looking up over there. Me and Coach Payne got a really close relationship. You know, he coached my brother at Kentucky and with the Knicks, so we are kind of close like family. Okay. So I, I, I saw that quote independent of anything else because a UofL account, I wish I could give you credit, I don't know, they, they shared it on Twitter. It popped up on my timeline and I'm like, he says we're like family. I've heard from DJ Wagner, but... It's gl- I'm, I'm glad he's saying that. Hopefully he's not saying the same thing about Kentucky. Yeah. So I click on the, the actual article, and before he gets to the quote about Louisville, 
he's asked about Kentucky. And this is what he says about Kentucky. I got a good relationship with Coach Cal. He coached my brother, you know. He was able to get Kevin out of his comfort zone and, and developed. So it's like a family. That offer was important. I was happy and excited when it came through, through the roof. Our talks are now like family. He's known me since I was eight or nine years old, so it's good whenever I get to see him and talk to him. He used, can't, he used family twice he's with got, Cal. I wonder how many other families he's got. It's the same damn thing that we had the last time with DJ Wagner. Where they're both family. They're both family. But he's using family more with UK than he's using it with us. Those are- the one family reference for us got me all excited. Then I'm like, oh, he's, he doubled us up with family references to Cal. We're not getting him. I, my, comp, my confidence just took a huge hit right there. We're not getting him. I am going to get one of these little sweaters, though. Can you stay focused? <laughs> They're pretty cool, man, with the, with the logo on the front and the black and the red Focus on the, on the topic at hand. I'm trying to be positive. This is more positive than what you just gave me. Well, the, the, the hockey sweaters are cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, like, cooler than hearing that we got doubled up on family from Cal. I don't feel good about Kevin Knox. Well, we can't even win when we hire the actual family. Trenton Flowers is saying the same types of things about Louisville. I don't. That sounds like North Carolina is the heavy leader there. So who else are we looking at? Where, where do we go from here? Well, okay. Kenny Payne sees this. He sees that it's possible. So he's like, you know what? Let's do the Rick Patino thing. Let's go maybe back end of the top 100. Get some kids that can be big time college players. May not thrill the fan base, but we got to get shooters. We got to get guys. He goes after Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Lutheran, small forward, Con uh, Nupel. Great name. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Sounds like a villain in a bad like 80s movie. Con Nupel. Con Nupel. First name K-O-N. Who is billed as the best shooter in his class. I'm, I'm fine with it. 6'5 guard slash small forward. Big time shooter. Number 72 in the class according to 24-7 Sports Composite. Not the types of guys that we saw Kenny Payne getting initially, but maybe the types of guys that we need to start paying more attention to and focusing more of our attention on moving forward because I, I don't like what I'm hearing from Carter Knox. I don't like what I'm hearing from Trenton Flowers. I don't know if there's any other guy that we can get to. in the class. Although we do have Danny Manning visiting Boogie. we got He's a top 12 kid in the class. Maybe we can get on, on Boogie, but it looks like we may need to start focusing more of our attention on these types of players for 2024. Which nobody wants to hear, but that may be where we are. I just want players, man. I think that's that's the other thing too. I'm I'm, I'm almost like I'm not worried about being a five star, top ten, top five. It'd like, be nice. I mean, it, it, that's that's great, but that's just that's just a little chocolate syrup and some sprinkles on top of some already good ice cream. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to be. Doing. I, I want. I just want some bloody ice cream, man. What's the guy got to do to get some? I mean, it doesn't have to be Rocky Road. I still have a straight vanilla or, or, or chocolate or strawberry. Kenny Payne also active with offers this week. Offered Jasper Johnson from Woodford County High School, who's he's a sophomore, so it's the class of 2025. But he's the best player in the state. He's, I think, a top 40 kid. In what state the, is that? Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Wood, Woodford County. Oh, okay. Down there in Versailles. Uh, he, I like how you added the wang there. Well, <laughs> Versailles. You can't say Versailles. It's gotta be, we we pronounce, mispronounce everything Versailles. here. Versailles. Louisville is not pronounced correct. It should be Louisville. But it's Louisville. Don't judge us. We st- we do what we want here in the state. <laughs> Don't judge us. Don't never judge us. So Jasper Johnson gets the offer from Kenny Payne. He was very excited about it, uh, according to his social media channels. That's nice to get in ahead of the. You know, if UK wants him, he's you know he's a Woodford County kid. Probably going to get a lot of pressure to go to UK if they wind up coming. But you know, we've we're there first. We're offering first. Never forget. We that. care about you more. Historically, that's worked out pretty well for us against Calipari. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it hasn't, but that's fine. I concur. Speaking of Trenton Flowers, he was asked what he likes most about Louisville. This is what he had to say. What I like most about Louisville are its culture and the long history. I like that. It's the short history. (laughs) And I also have a close relationship with the coaching staff who has made me a priority. My relationship with Kenny Payne has been good. I'm still building with him. What he said he likes best about me is not only my game, but my spirit. Whatever it's like my eyes. He believes that's what separates me. I think that he can help me improve my overall game and get me NBA ready. I believe he can help me reach my fullest potential. Like that? I believe we need to get his name on a piece of paper somehow. He was asked about what he likes specifically about Payne's style, and he said, Coach likes to play fast. His goal has always been to move the ball and find the open man and hit open shots. He likes big guards that are versatile. Sounds like sounds like Nuke Lelouch giving an interview in, in the end of Bull Durham. He likes scoring. <laughs> he likes big guards that are versatile and have the athleticism to play multiple positions, so that's where I fit in well since I'm more of a hybrid guard. So there you go. That's more positive. Will you dribble off your foot, Trent? That's There's too many guys in North Carolina, Trent. <laughs> There's no playing time for you. They don't they don't they don't think you have good spirits. There's no NIL opportunities for you. They there. play slow. We'll give you the world. We'll give you every Wix pro- free pizza from Wix. That DJ Wagner deal, it's now yours. So that's positive. I'll give you one of my bedrooms. Okay. Well, he didn't want that. He's doing what he wants with it. He doesn't he doesn't want that. He don't know that. He does not want that to happen. Did you know Mark Wahlberg's gonna be in town this weekend? No, he hadn't called. Signing tequila bottles at Liquor Barn. I saw he was signing tequila bottles. I didn't know that was going to be here in Louisville, though. Liquor Barn in Middletown. He's going to be there. Would you Would you buy a Marky Mark autographed tequila bottle? I don't know if I'd want it on a tequila bottle, but I would take a Marky Mark autograph. Would you want him to sign a, a pair of white underwear? That's what I was thinking, yeah. Tidy whitey. You know he'd probably punch you in the face if you asked him to do that. That's even better. He's got to be so sick of hearing You know that. how much money I'd get off that punch? Yeah. <laughs> I bet Marky Mark's got good lawyers. That's okay. You can you can have all the lawyers you want. I mean, I'm not going to win a, a settlement on a civil suit. That's exactly what it means. <laughs> I don't trust I your good attorneys. I was going to hire you. Well, I, I don't like your chances. I'm going to defend myself. He was. <laughs> you know what they say about him? He was lead. eighth to last in his class the one year he was there. You know what they say about people who defend themselves in court? What's that? They have a fool for a client. Mm. <laughs> you never heard that? No. I'm surprised. We've just watched too many court shows. I think you have. <laughs> uh, we, we talked last segment about Mike Bray calling it a career. I did love, so whenever a coach at a relatively high-profile program calls it quits or gets fired, there's all you know, a million stories on who's next, who are they going to hire. Michael Shrewberry, the, the Penn State guy, has gotten a lot of attention. Oh, come on. It's Notre Dame. It's not that big of a— Chris Holtman from Ohio State seems to be the leading candidate there. A lot Is of people he think, not, like, happy at Ohio State or something? I mean— Notre no offense, Notre Dame is not a better job than Ohio State. I think it's better than you think it is. I'm, I think I, I think it's a good job, but by, by comparing it to Ohio State, no. They got a lot of money. They're in the ACC. That's well, Ohio State's got a lot of money. They're in the Big Ten. Yeah, but they, I think they've got more success as a program. They do for sure. I mean, I mean, obviously, but Notre Dame you appeals have to, stretch to a lot of the people. 60s for their their final four runs, but still, I think the the allure of Notre Dame is still a big deal to a lot of people. Um, but they've they've those candidates are out there. They've reeled off a bunch of candidates now. The the account message board geniuses, which is a phenomenal follow. They they pull up the most ludicrous posts from message boards. They post it on Twitter. 
there's an actual this isn't a message board post this isn't a random fan it's one of the like the owners of the i guess the notre dame rival side or 247 sites it's uhnd.com tom noy and they've written no not he, he's an actual journalist he's oh. south bend tribune oh it's <laughs> I just know the name. I interviewed him like once, and then his name just stayed with me. Tom Noy rules. We, yeah, we talked just, about him yesterday because he broke the news. Uh, but this is uh, from one of the, the authors on those sites. So it's an actual post. And the headline reads like this. You got him an actual journalist. <laughs> well, he is. I know. I'm assuming that these people aren't, but okay. I mean, I would not call myself. That's <laughs> true. I'm not, I'm not just going on about Can that. I read the headline? Yeah, go ahead. Rick Patino could turn the program around quickly. Will the good fathers absolve him of his past sins? <laughs> That's the headline. Uh, I mean, he is Catholic. Pending absolution, Rick Pitino, potentially the top candidate on the Notre Dame shortlist. That would be an interesting. Would I take Notre Dame over Georgetown? No. That's a good question. I wouldn't. You would take Georgetown over Notre Dame? Yeah, if I'm Rick Pitino. Yeah. Okay, Drew Petito, because I was say you just thought, I mean. If there's me, Notre Dame's a great job because people aren't paying that much attention to it. Like, Bray was God there for a long time because he was winning at a above average level because it's second fiddle. And it's South Bend, it's, you have a lot of advantages. People want to go there, show them touchdown Jesus, all that stuff. Yeah. It's Georgetown's easy. I guess you could say something about Georgetown. I mean, if, if they cared, they would have fired Ewing like 10 years ago. I mean, they care more about that. I mean, it's a basketball school. Well, yeah, they don't have football. But. Yeah. Well, I guess they do. Don't they have an AI or something? Like that? They do have football. It's it's lower level. Yeah, I not, think it's FCS. Yeah, very low. No, I mean, I don't know. I would say I would probably take Georgetown job myself, but Same. I mean, Notre Dame's still an intriguing job. Now, is it? I think Rick. If we're talking Rick Pitino, I mean, if you're Notre I think Dame, it's down to Georgetown St. John. You look at the last two times Notre Dame's hired a coach. I mean, they hired Matt Doherty as an assistant in North Carolina to move up into that position, and they hired a up and coming coach out of Delaware and Mike Bray. That's that's where I see them going. I can't see Notre Dame taking a Power Five head coach from another school unless said coach just either is a Notre Dame alum, which I don't know if there are any out there, or B just doesn't want to is having issues with that school. Like that's why when you said Holtman, I thought maybe he was having some problems with Ohio State. I think they're otherwise. I can't see Notre they Dame think taking. That they should be. <laughs> they think that that he should be doing more is the problem that they're having with him. I believe that. Yeah, I mean he he kind of he set the standard kind of high, especially when he got there, and they're. Their standard is high at Ohio State for a team that's primarily football school. Yeah, for sure. They do. I mean, they've had much success in, in basketball over the last 20 years in, in just the overall as a program. Texter says, let's go back to the text line here, 502-414-1450. Texter says, uh, TK saying he needs, needs a new mattress badly just made me vomit thinking about what that could look like. What, the current mattress? I guess, yeah. Oh, it's got some stories. Uh, ah. Now, the one I had before this, now I've only had this mattress for like seven years, maybe eight years. The one before that I had, like, all through high school. That mattress had some tales to tell. Okay. <laughs> it probably looked like Amsterdam in, in The Wire Season 3 a little bit. Takes us question for TK. <laughs> no, I'm not going to ask those. Oh, come on. No. Is it's, it bad? It's not bad. It's just we don't need to bring it up on air. You think it's way too personal? I mean, it's a personal question, yeah. It's, but it's not like it's not like anything. It's not even like you wouldn't be embarrassed about it. We just don't need to talk about it on there. Oh, I think we, that makes me intrigued more. Yeah, we, 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 I'll tell you off air. Well, I'll go look at it off air, too. You also, I don't think, can talk about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> You're just really building this up, aren't you? 
Texas says, I went to Khan's high school. His He's a dog. His last name is Knipple. Is that right? Con Knipple? Well, now I want him even more. Con Knipple. His family Great apparently name. are world champion three-on-three players. I like him. Make like, him a card. Three-on-three the basketball or the swinger party? Basketball. <laughs> okay. Texas says, it's such a defeatist mindset, though, to give up on elite talent. We're Louisville. We should be able to land those guys. I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying we're not getting them. No. I mean, unfortunately, just also, it's not, I mean, recruiting, there's not like a handful of schools like back in the day where Louisville could dominate back in the 70s or 80s. I mean, a lot more competition as well. I, I do think the more that I hear, the more credence I'm lending to the, the notion that Kenny Payne is having more trouble than he thought because Louisville's an Adidas school. And I think he thought that Nike connections were going to help him out a little bit more than they are on that side of things. Like, it is not a... You see Adidas kids sign with Nike schools. You see some Nike kids sign with Adidas schools. It's not a, but like it, when you when you start tracking the players and who they have on the short list, it becomes staggering how much you see like, oh, this five star kid's got Louisville on his list, but he's also got Kansas and UCLA. A lot of times they do go by shoe lines. Chris Mack, who's doing the stuff with the, the what's the the field of sixty eight. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. He was on the podcast the other night. They were talking about Brandon Miller from Alabama, who's the best freshman basketball player in America. He's, yeah, he looks awesome. Without question, the best freshman in college basketball right now. And they were talking about where he came from and all this stuff. And Mac told a story, which I'd never heard before. I don't even remember this happening, about how he got him on campus for a visit at UofL. And very early on, Miller makes it known, I'll, I'm not signing with an Adidas school. I'm going to go to a Nike school. And he's like, we sent him home before the visit was even over because he made it very clear to us that he was just there for the visit and had no interest in an Adidas school. I mean, it's just, it's cool. and, and I guess like that's how some of these recruitments work. Like I, I, I never thought it was that cut and dry, but it does sound like for a lot of these kids, it is like, they're not going to consider you if you're not a Nike school. I mean, is it, is it a loyalty thing or is it, is there, I mean, are Nike people telling kids that we don't want you to go to Adidas schools? I mean, I, I, I mean, because if so, I mean, is there money involved here? I mean, what? There's always the way that Nike has always done it. And this is before the FBI stuff, before any of this stuff broke. The way that it was explained to me and the way that it's been explained to a lot of people is the way that Nike gets away with this is they go to the big time recruits when they're 15, 16, yeah. like the freshman, sophomore, and they tell them, get your handler, get your dad, get your, your coach or whoever, start your own AAU program. And Nike can legally give however much money they deem necessary to an AAU program. So the the most obvious case was the Marvin Bagley, where yeah. he start, they start an AAU program. It's coached by his stepfather. And you know Nike can give, you know, say, $5,000 to this team that is a bunch of nobodies for travel, for uniforms, for whatever. And they can give 10000 to this team. And they give Marvin Bagley's dad's team, which has Bagley and, like, no other Division One prospects. They go to all these tournaments. They get their asses kicked every week. They give them like $500,000. And that's how the Bagley family goes from filing for, for bankruptcy to two years later buying a $750,000 house. Like, that's how Nike... And so I guess that... I mean, I get that. I get that that, that is a way like, to get the kid into Nike's family in the in the long run. But, like, if you're Nike, I mean, if, if the kids... And they're going after kids who they probably are assuming are all one-and-done type of kids anyway... I mean, if the kid plays wears Adidas for one year, but he signs with Nike when that we were just over, why does it matter? I don't. They want to keep their schools happy. Like they want to keep the schools that they outfit happy. Like Brandon Miller's being talked about right now. They want him to be talked about on 
highlight shows wearing a, a uniform with a swoosh. Like that's, I think that's where that comes in. And I do think that that's sort of the deal is when they're committing this amount, amount of money to your AAU program, when they're committing this amount of money to you legally, again, it's shady as hell, but it's, it's legal. The assumption is when you sign with a college, you're signing with, with a Nike school. And I think that also the assumption is like you just said in your hypothetical, if you go to Adidas school, guess what? You ain't get a Nike contract when you go to the NBA. Well, I would think if players said player, player a is good enough. And just cause he went to a, a, a Adidas school, if you know he goes to the NBA after one year, if he's that dominant number one pick, I don't think Nike's going to give two bleeps. They're still going to sign him, right? I don't and, think they give two bleeps how good he is. Like they're, they're Nike; they don't need Brandon Miller. Well, I mean, what if it's LeBron James? I mean, LeBron's a different thing. It's, I mean, again, yeah, it's true. I mean, I know LeBron's, I'm talking about a generational right. talent. I yeah. mean, Brandon Miller's a really good player. Who knows how where he's going to get drafted? I mean, he's not a projected top two pick no. right now. But I, I think that's the way that it works. But there are a lot of kids that are just like, I'm not going to an Adidas school. And I do think Kenny Payne probably has run into more of an issue with that than maybe he thought going in. I do think that, we, I mean, like anybody, I thought he was going to have more success on the recruiting trail. I thought we were going to at least be finalists for more of these kids than than we have been. But it's looking more and more like he's going to have to recruit kind of like his predecessors, which is, again, we can obviously win that way. We've done it before. But it's also not what we signed up for. This was, we all knew going in that there were going to be some hiccups when it came to his his coaching, or we we assumed there were going to be because he'd never done it before. But the give and the take there is, we may not have a X's and O's brilliant guy. We may have a guy who may have to learn on the job, but he's going to get you players. Every single person said that. Every single college yeah. basketball, everybody, fans, analysts, NBA people, he'll get you players. So far. Not getting you players. Well, that's not totally untrue. Well, literally, we're getting some players. In. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> we're not getting any five star players. We had to we had to go we had to go to the the jungles of Africa to find a kid who didn't care about Nike or Adidas. <laughs> it's one way to get around that problem. He's like, "Are you a Puma school?" <laughs> okay, don't don't not, no. Uh, and also, now going after JUCO kids is not sitting great with people. It's just it's it can work. Don't get me wrong. It's just not what. Anybody signed up for? No. I take a break when we come back. Last segment, we'll take some more text, and then we'll get into our NFL picks for the weekend ahead. Okay, so that's who we blame. It's not Kenny's fault. It's Adidas's fault. It's Adidas's fault. They need to spend more money on AAU. It's the Nike people. Stop! Fault. Stop sponsoring so much soccer crap and get on the basketball trend. Damn right. All right, take a break. We'll come back here. We'll wrap the show. It's the uh, Friday edition rolling on next here on fourteen fifty The Big X. <laughs> Last segment of the week. Let's make it a good one. 
Do it for David Crosby. We love you. We're going to run through a couple of, of texts really quickly. We can't get to everybody today, unfortunately, but we will Aww. get to as many as we can here in about uh, ten, five, ten minutes, and then we will end the show talking about the NFL games this weekend because I know TK is is focused. He's excited. I, also, I watched a video during the break that somebody sent in of uh, Con Knipple, the, the recruit <laughs> that we just offered. Con Knipple? Knipple. Knipple. I like him. I, I like the game. Okay. Also, the texture brings up his, his uncle was Jeff Nordgaard, who played in the NBA briefly. And apparently, the one who played with the our texter, our listener, he went by the name of uh, the nickname of Big Nips, which I love. That's a good one. So I, I'm all in. Con Knipple, my new must-have recruit for 2024. I think he's 2024. I support that. We're all in on 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 nips. I'm all about the nipple. Yeah, we're all about the nipple. We love him. You're excited. Check out these nipples. Mm. One of my favorite one of the one, catchphrases of one of my wrestler <laughs> I like a lot. His name is I. Uh, He's over the top, and he calls himself Daddy Magic. And his opening catchphrase is, Do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? <laughs> Everybody will cheer. He'll give you a start of his promo. Come on, what do you got to say about we, we this? Gotta to the, Back we got to get to the back. We can, cannot get here fast enough. I, you are teetering on the edge of getting the show taken off the air forever. Oh, come on. Texture says... <laughs> With a core of four now in the fold, do you think that we see BHH again in a UFL uniform? I kind of feel like we've seen the last of him. I, I mean, everybody keeps speculating on this, and all I can say is the same exact thing that I said Tuesday and Thursday, which is all I can go off of is what has been said publicly. I've got no inside information here. They keep saying he's injured. They keep saying it's a foot thing. But, yeah. Kenny Payne keeps saying he's going to find out definitively in the next couple of days uh, what his status is going to be moving forward. We haven't heard anything about that yet. I've got no reason to believe that it's anything other than a foot, but rumors are still flying. One, I'm, I'm horrible at this, and you're better than me than this. Is 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 looking on the bench and watching reactions. I'm more about on the court. Has has Brandon been on the bench in a boot or anything, or is he? I couldn't tell you honestly. I don't know if I you assume noticed. he has. Okay, I mean, if he's not even on the bench. That makes me. I mean, that that has to raise more questions, right? I mean, yeah, I assume he has. Nobody said otherwise. I think also people aren't really caring at this point so you're not hearing it as much as you would if the team was winning but uh, that's the sad part is that you think this would be like a topic over over the over the week and it's been barely even talked about or noticed or cared yeah texas what do you think bobby petrino would do with this basketball team kill him probably like quitting with a note get himself fired for <laughs> leave him a note and then bounce some sort of abuse that's probably the safe bet <laughs> Texas says, Trevor talking about report uh, recruits coming over from remote parts of Africa gives me intense anxiety. Yeah, it, it does me too. What? He's... Texas says, <laughs> what did I do? Texas says, did Trevor just get the show canceled? Uh, what What did I say? Texas says, I think Kenny Payne got scammed by a Nigerian prince email, and that's how we got a manual report for. <laughs> oh, come on. That's, that's, that's not good, yeah. I say that, and I get, I get, I get, I get us canceled. Texas, when you said Stevie uh, South Park made Stevie <laughs> Nicks a goat, I was curious and I Googled it. These also came up in my search. I'm frightened. Yet oh, my God. These pictures are terrifying. <laughs> what, of Stevie Nicks? No. Of a goat? Of the pictures that came up in this person's search. <laughs> they are. <laughs> again, this is. We need the YouTube cameras. We could zoom in right now on this picture, but it's it's, it's horrifying. Texas says, <laughs> with the current trends of football and basketball programs, respectively, are we as a fan base at the part and Saved by the Bell when Jesse sings, I'm so excited I'm so scared. Yeah, but we need something a lot stronger than caffeine pills right about now. I'm excited for football. 
I'm definitely scared about basketball. Did, I told you I watched the Lifetime biopic on Stay by the Bell. Have you ever watched it? Yes, it was bad. And when, when like Jesse's trying to be like all like she wants to do this this big dramatic episode about the caffeine pills. Yeah, and the screech character just starts laughing at her in the read around the read 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 out whatever they call it when they do the practice. He's like, it's caffeine pills. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the thing about that movie was it was all based on, on his spread. Yeah. And Screech was like a huge, massive liar. Well, supposedly. He was. I mean, the, the, he made himself try to look way cool. Like the reality oh, was yeah. like, e- nobody else backs up his stories. Everybody says it was like the total opposite of what he was trying to, to paint it as. I do think that he tried to make himself look cooler, but there's one thing I've kind of learned like from the Conseco stuff is usually when people call you a liar for call, for, for, giving out information like that more often than not a lot of the information is true well no but like everybody like they, they've they've come clean with dirt but like people who worked on the show like everybody's been like dustin diamond's the least and he's also lied his entire adult life about everything well he's dead now yeah he was he was not a good dude um but you just really don't like dustin diamond do you I mean, there was not much to like, but I, I loved him as Screech. You, are you you're like the guy like are you were you like the more fan of the nerd who, who lost tori spelling to him what what was the name of that nerd that Tori Spelling was with before she went with Dustin Diamond? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember either. I can picture him, but I can't, yeah. Texas, uh, my uncle legit mixes up his food and says it all ends up like that anyway. Ooh, ugh, gross. There's no reason to do that, though. Gross, gross. gross. Yeah, I'm not. Ugh. Texas says, Blue Scholars, I'm back home. Check it out, TK, if you want a good modern 2006-ish protest song. I guess the song's called Back Home by Blue Scholars. Oh, okay. I thought he was giving me a recommendation for a movie so or right. something. Texas making it really hard to stick with that positivity right now. Sorry. It's a Gamby. Texas positive vibes for the weekend. Roush made a good point on the show today. Said okay. talent, the talent that we do have is negated by us not having guards to get them the ball. I agree. So that means we're just a guard away, baby. I think there's some truth to that a little bit. I've brought up so I've brought up the fact that there's been plays where Brandon had position, was ready, and they didn't get the ball to him right away and as a result, you know, the play fell apart and Brandon kind of mentally was just like, you know, you'd see for the next like two or three plays and not try as hard, it seemed like. And I think yeah. this team would be not NCAA tournament good, but it would be much, much, much better if Ellis had a capable running mate with him. Yeah. I think the offense would flow a lot better. I think Ellis would, would be a lot better himself. And to the broader point there that Roush made, which I think is a good one, you'd get the ball in players' hands in positions to score far more frequently. Just, hey, shocker. Something that we talked about all summer about how we need to get another guard wound up being something that needed to happen. You can't win at a high level in the ACC or any other major, hell, any conference in college basketball with just one primary ball handler. And it's sad because some of the, our biggest problems still are just some of the most basic things like inlet passes, yep, bounce pass, spacing. There's still oh throwing the ball to guys who are looking. When we get a three on two, the spacing that the, our lack thereof that we constantly have just gives. I mean, it gives me makes my heart skip a beat. I've never felt less confidence me. in anything in my entire life than when I see us with an advantage on a fast break. Oh, yeah. Because you know we're just going to clog two guys in the lane and probably... Then again, how often do we actually get a, a fast break with multiple guys? Cause Very rarely. I think there was a play in the, the last game where I want to say it was trainer. might have been actually Roosevelt Wheeler who uh, James or someone missed those fast break layup and he put it back in off the off the, off the fast break. I thought to myself, I think that's the first time all year I've seen that happen. Usually when we get a fast break, everyone else just stands back. And doesn't even care. And then we miss the layup and get nothing out of it. The only question becomes whether or not we're going to get a shot up that hits the rim. Because I feel like it's going to be a turnover or an offensive foul or a layup that goes like over the backboard. 
I can see more hopping along. Raindrops. This team is breaking me. They're breaking me. I'm, I'm right there with you, dude. Every positive basketball <laughs> thought I've ever had. Texture says Bobby Hurley to Notre Dame. You heard it here first. He's still he's still out though, isn't he? Isn't he, he been out with a corona or something? With COVID, you're, COVID, thinking, you're yeah. thinking of Danny Hurley. Oh my bad, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong. He, they also seen all the other night. He was out. He he'll, they, he and their other assistant were out. So Luke Murray was the head coach for UConn, and they. Nice. Blew. I was gonna say Danny's at UConn. Bobby's yeah. at Arizona State. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Danny, uh, he they blew a big time late lead and lost to Seton Hall and Dre Davis the other night, um, and that was. Luke was the, the the main coach on the bench there, which which sucked for him. But I think Danny Hurley's supposed to be back this weekend. Bobby Hurley, I can see him going to Notre Dame. I, I can see yeah. that being a fit. Arizona State, I, I know I made the reference about going parallel from Power Fives. That doesn't count for the Pac-12. No. Unless you're UCLA or actually just that's the only one. Everybody else in the Pac-12 is a different layer of Power Five in terms of prestige. Yeah, Arizona State, yeah. Even though they did take Michigan's coach right before the tournament in 89. They, they have money. They're fun. But I think Bobby Hurley's kind of – he's waffling there. They're stuck in sort of purgatory where they're the, – the best they've been is like first four good. And they always seem to peak way too early in the season. Well, that's good enough to keep your job at Arizona State, I think. It is. But eventually I can see him being like, I'm worried about bottoming out. When you're in that situation, you're always just one terrible season away from being fired. And that's the time when you jump ship, get that next contract, get that guaranteed money if you have the opportunity. Like, I can – Definitely see him taking a life. Plus, out. also, I mean, I could be wrong on this. Bobby Hurley's always been an East Coast kid, I think. Well, yeah, and I think that's that there's truth to that. I mean, if you if you've grown, if you've lived long enough in the East Coast, you, even if you like being on the West Coast, it can be fun. And but your heart lays in the East. And, North, I mean, he's a Jersey kid, exactly. So, I mean, I, I could see him wanting to come back to the side of the Mississippi River. I can see that too. I just get away from the Pac-12. Period. That that as well. I mean, you, just, you know, he handles so much so much Bill Walton. Texas says Trevor sounds like John C. Riley on Step Brothers Prestige Worldwide investor presentation on that HVAC ad. I don't get the Step Brothers reference, but I love John C. Riley. Prestige Worldwide, Worldwide, Worldwide. I was thinking John C. Riley, I think of Boogie Nights. Uh, Texas says in all caps, let's go Giants. A lot of exclamation points. Well, let's go home is what you want to do. Texas says Mike has a great sense of when Trevor is going to say the comment that takes everything over the line. <laughs> what? I didn't say anything bad. Months of practice. Months of practice. All right, speaking of the, the Let's Go Giants guys, let's talk about the NFL games this weekend. Okay. It is Divisional Series weekend. People are excited. It may be cold outside, Trev, but the action inside's heating up. <laughs> I love it. My favorite. You pay for a whole seat, but you're only going to use the edge. My favorite generic <laughs> basketball repeated line. We're bringing it over to football. Woo! Even though it's all in outdoors. I know. I only did an indoor game this week. <laughs> There's not. They're all, they're all outdoors. outdoors. It's warm in San Francisco. It is. Well, it's probably raining still, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's rainy and warm in San Francisco. <laughs> you are before warm we, and wet. Before we get in the game, Trevor. <laughs> I'm just we're saying. We're so close. It's almost over. We only had 13 minutes. I saw the finish line right there. 10 minutes. We're cutting already early. <laughs> you you you've worn the Eagle stuff all week. I have. You've already you're, guaranteed a win over the you're Giants. Very observant. Yes. Is there any portion of you now, with the game being a little bit over 24 hours away. That's nervous about this. I mean, I saw the Giants accusing our kicker of cheating. Uh, short of that, I don't what, think. What was that? Uh, he's used, I guess apparently he uses a, uh, sometimes we'll use a, a, a marker. Like I guess they use like golf with the golf ball or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know how it supposedly helps or hurts, but the Giants are like just saying he cheated when he kicked field goals against us using this marker. Head games. Yeah, I think. That's what they're doing. 
think they're just, just yeah, they're, they're howling at the uh, moon. Uh, no, I am. Uh, I am. I'm still very confident the Eagles will win this game uh, outright. And yes, my eyebrows are still on the line. Eyebrows are on the line. So let's start. But this, we're talking gambling here, so there's a different world when it comes to spreads. There's really only one game to me. They're all interesting when you get to this point, but there's only one game that I'm kind of like, eh. Like that's, there's only I can tell you right now. Straightforward. To me. There's one game that I'm iffy on, and that might be the one I would be looking at and dropping if you do your parlay with me. So. We start off Saturday afternoon, 4.30 on NBC, Chiefs hosting the Jaguars. This is the one game where I'm like, I I think the Chiefs are just way better. Like, No no result would shock me. Giants over Eagles would actually kind of shock me. And it's not just because I do the show with you, but Jaguars over Chiefs to me would be the biggest stunner this weekend. I think the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs win comfortably. I think this is the one kind of stinker this weekend that – I like to be wrong because I want exciting football. I don't really have a rooting interest here, but I think Kansas City just rolls here. Yeah, I think you're you're probably right. Uh, I, even despite the the fact that they're trying to pump this game up by telling you Trevor Lawrence is like forty four and zero on Saturdays because he went undefeated in high school, undefeated in college, and he's two and zero in the NFL playing on Saturdays. You know what else he did on Saturday? Threw three interceptions in two games against Louisville. <laughs> well, you know, threw four of them last week on a Saturday, and still came back and won that game too. And they were all in the first quarter. Uh, what's the line on this game? It's Chiefs by what eight and a half? I'd say nine. Is it nine? That's what I got on ESPN at least. Um, I agree with yeah. Take the Chiefs cover and win. Jack, I see this game being thirty-five to seventeen. I kind of like the Jags. They're kind of fun. Uh, I, I mentioned I've got the. They're not ready yet. The neighbor kind of close to me who has the Jags flag flying. 365 days a year, 12 months a year. Like I respect that person, and I kind of root for the Jags just because I've ne- never seen them, never met them, have no idea what they are, but God love them. They're flying a Jags flag in Louisville, Kentucky, 365 days a year. You ever year. see them be like, go Fred Taylor! You know they're diehard. <laughs> if they if they win the Super Bowl, I might have to like slip a note in their mailbox, be like, hey, good for you. Maurice Jones-Drew, he's a man. Way, uh, to, way to hold strong, but I don't think that they have a fighting chance. No, they've they got a great young nucleus. Obviously, you know Lawrence and Travis and Dan. You've got uh, Kirk, who's turned out to be pretty good despite the money they gave him. Defensively, they did a great job of Walker and Devin Lloyd, the linebacker at Utah I love. Uh, but they, I mean, they'll get Calvin Calvin Ridley next season as long as he doesn't keep gambling to add to that that offense. So they're, they're just, I don't want to compare them to like that like the uh, the Cowboys of the late 80s, early 90s. But I see them on that trend upwards where they're making the playoffs, they get smoked by the team that's there already. In that case, it was actually Detroit that year. And then you see that move next year, maybe NFC, AFC title game and upwards. Just got to get the look experience underneath them. And Peterson's the right coach to have there. I love, I love Jacksonville's future. Just not tomorrow. <laughs> the late game, your Fighting Eagles of Philadelphia. That is what they're called. Hosting the New York Fighting Giants. If we win the game, will you sing the fight song for us on Monday? I don't know the words. I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay, I'll do it. I mean, they're going to win the game. I know. That's why I want to hear you sing it. They're seven and a half point favorites. I think that line is small too. But is there any part of you? So you've already you've guaranteed a win. Yeah. Do you think the Giants can keep this close? They've, yeah. They're I, coming in on a heater. Yeah. Take the Giants getting the seven and a half. Saquon looked like a beast last week. Daniel Jones is in the zone. Not not just when he's doing it for my fantasy team. He's crushing it. Eagles, is there any sort of rust factor not having the you know, no? The, I think the it's just the, the Giants are just gonna they they're a well coached team. I love uh, now a lot of credit's been gone to Duvall, which is worthy of it. The head coach, I personally, their offensive coordinator, who so I thought the Raiders should have hired, which is Mike Kafka. He was a QB coach in Kansas City and now the OC in the Giants. I thought he'd have been a great hire for the Raiders, but they obviously didn't want to go that way, and, and he went to the Giants instead. Um, 
I think that the, you saw it. I mean, we we literally destroyed them in our first meeting, and in the last meeting, it was their bench against some of our starters, and they hung with us. I mean, it's the third game. I think Eagles win this game by a field goal. Really? I think it'll be close. Yeah, I think they win in cover. I, I think it's relatively. I'm not close. taking the cover. I'm taking the Giants to to, to get the seven. At worst, they win by nine. At worst, take the seven and a half because uh, the, the closest I could be to wrong is the Eagles win by seven. Text line said, "Who the hell's phone is ringing? It's the phone in here. Yeah, old, we can't uh, use can't. to call people, but somehow they can call us. It's, it's not even near. It's it can get like the bullpen out here. I don't. I, they're I, never I, calling for. They're calling for. Like, is it Deborah there? I'm like, no. What, what are you? What are you doing? Text, they, I wish they'd call and be like, I want to donate more money. I'm like, okay. Texter also says, I'm not an Eagles fan by any means, but the Giants trying to pull the kicker cheating by using a marker sounds like Kramer building the levels. <laughs> you have to kick the ball. You have to build the levels. It looks. Yeah, the video online is like you can see the Andy Spitzis or whatever his name is, the punter. Like you can see him grabbing a small white thing off the ground. And, Get out of here. And then people in the thread, I love it, are like, it's that thing from the pizza box. It has a whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think the, the best game of the weekend to me is the first game on Sunday. I think Bengals-Bills has a chance to be a terrific game. I think so, too. Bills are five-and-a-half-point favorites. That seems large to me. It is. I mean, I don't know. Usually when I say something like that, it winds up being an easy cover the other way. I'm torn on this. I think the, the Bengals are absolutely good enough to win this game. They looked like crap last week against Baltimore. They probably should have lost. I think Buffalo wins, but I'm going to say it's by a field goal in like late in the fourth quarter, maybe a game winner with uh, with no time left. I think, I think this is going to be a terrific game. I'm going to say Buffalo wins by two in a last-second field goal. I think you're spot on. Whether it be a two or a three, I think you take the A, take the Bengals getting the five and a half. I think they do lose by a field goal as well, or at least a field goal is like point spread. I, I mean, I, Buffalo originally I thought were just kind of – it was just, uh, the stars were perfectly aligned with all the, the DeMar stuff and, and him obviously yeah. being better now. It helps. and You know, and then they just look – completely sloppy against Miami. It did. I mean, I was glad because I took Miami in the points, but I didn't think they looked that sloppy. I think they were just kind of maybe overlooking Miami a little bit and looking ahead to Cincinnati, and like Cincinnati was too well against Baltimore. So I think this is, yes, this will be a fun game. I don't know what the over-under on is. I don't usually bet over-unders. 49. I would take the over. I okay. mean, this game I feel is going to be like 45 to 41 45 to 43 type game. Yeah, it's going to be a high scoring shootout. I think the last game was going to be a shootout before it unfortunately ended the way it did. Speaking of the late game now, 6:30 Fox on Sunday. This is the one I don't know where. This is the one I'm iffy on. Nostalgia seeping everywhere. Pure 90s, Cowboys 49ers. Somebody brought up the pure 80s and 90s. Somebody brought up the NFC Championship game promo from when they played three straight years, the one that they the Cowboys finally won. And it was 93, just, 94, 95. It was such a. I guess so. I guess it was the 95 promo. It the lead in. It was such a just jolt of nostalgia. It was crazy. Also, it was you realize how far we've come when it the, comes to graphics. Dion jumping from one team to the other yeah. year to year. Yeah, it was it was wild. But 49ers are a four point favorite here. Um, Niners signed all of Dallas's free agents like Ken Norton and company. I, I was big. I said before the season, I think 49ers are going to go to the Super Bowl out of the uh, NFC. I think the Chiefs are going to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. I'm sticking with that. They're hot. Ooh, They've won, uh, what, 11 in a row now. Dallas still, I mean, we've all just kind of forgiven their end-of-season woes because <laughs> they blasted a bad Tampa Bay team last week. Yeah. I think the Niners win, and I think they cover. I'm going to say they win by 10. What's the line again? Four. This is the one that scares me. Um, I want to pick the Niners, and I want to pick them to cover, but I'm just not 
feeling great about it. I'm I'm I am fifty fifty on this game. Mm. Like I, I think the Niners should win, but I could see Dallas keeping it close again field goal range, and it's not really crazy to think about. I don't think I just think about Dallas. I mean, they're just so you just don't know which one's going to show up. Who knows how good Brock Purdy is? And, still. and exactly, and Dallas. The thing is, is as bad as their defense has shown in moments through the year, you still have playmakers on that defense. You still have you know Lawrence and, and Parsons and, and Diggs and I mean guys that that can make plays and disrupt a quarterback who listen Brock Purdy may be the next Tom Brady. You may be also just waiting for the other shoe to drop with him, and it's very easy could happen. This I mean, this is going to be a low scoring game. I think. Game maybe in the twenties for both teams. I don't know if the over under is use that by caution, but I'm saying take take the Niners in uh in the four or take Dallas getting four just to be safe. Because I think either Dallas is gonna cover or they may actually pull off the upset. All right. So to sum up the TK four team parlay, he's got the Chiefs covering. Yep. He's got the Giants covering but losing. He's got the the Bengals covering but losing, and he's taking the the Cowboys to cover. And he thinks they may have a That's chance. That's three underdogs I've picked, by you the get way. Three underdogs to cover. That's going to give you a nice little money line, pick, uh, a nice little parlay pick if you get all four. That would be nice. Uh, all right, we got to get out of here. What do we have on the Big X tonight? Uh, we got a little national coming up next. And then we've got uh, some Southern Indiana basketball. Uh, my man, uh, Matt Dennison, will be on the call. Uh, he'll be there with, uh, and then Josh Hawkins on the board. So they're, they're ready to roll it. That should be around 7 15 ish. There it is. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. We will see you guys right back here Monday at 3 o'clock. Go Eagles, baby. Sing it for me. Sing. I don't know. Fly, eagles, fly. <laughs> Michael, fly. Spirits are using me. Larger voices come calling. What heaven brought you and me? Can I be forgotten?